It's game day. You only got one job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts. And don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going to have to earn it. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph Lions College Football. This game is being brought to you by The Wishbone on Delhi Avenue. Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek, Ohio. Call 330-830-9760. Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore on 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Murphy's Promotions. Call 330-464-1970. The Mount St. Joseph University. PNC Bank at 5203 Delhi Avenue. And by JTAP Sports Bar and Grill on 6441 Glenway Avenue. Mount St. Joseph University football is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now, let's go to the stadium for today's game. All the waiting, all the questions, and all the answers are coming up just a few minutes from now here at Capital University in Columbus, Ohio. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell with Blake Watson, and we have got Mount St. Joseph Lions college football for you this afternoon on UltimateSportsTalk.com. It is a rainy, rainy afternoon in Columbus, Ohio here at Capital University where two teams who are hoping to start off the 2017 college football season get together for the Lions on the road for the first game here in the season. Blake, as we look at this and we look at the weather, just how much of a factor do you think the weather is going to be now? I think it's um, going to be a factor mostly in the handling of the football. Um, it, it, it will be, mentally, it will be a difficult thing to deal with as well for the kids. Um, you know, just getting pounded on your helmet the whole game, that sound, it's it's kind of annoying. It's hard to deal with. Uh, but I think as far as the actual gameplay, it will mostly have effect in just handling the football. Well, we'll see what happens here coming up for the Lions, of course, the first game for their new head coach, Tyler Hopperton, as Hopperton comes in to this one, taking over for Rod Huber, for who is the head football coach for 17 consecutive seasons and stepping down at the end of last season as we get the captains together. Mount St. Joe has come out of the locker room to the left of us. This is just a beautiful facility at Permont Field, Permont Field along with the uh, Bearlorn Stadium is what they call this here in Columbus, but it's downtown. It's a beautiful facility. It's in the residential section. They've got stadium seats on one side, and then far as on the far side of the field, which is where Mount St. Joe will be, it's more of a residential area with a fence up there. It's almost kind of got the same type of atmosphere as Wrigley Field, really. Uh, for for Cincinnati area people, it almost <laughs> feels like. Uh like Elder High School with the pit where you drive through a neighborhood to get into the stadium. It's houses right there. People would stand on the outside and watch the game if it wasn't raining, I I bet. But they're not doing it in this weather. Well, Mount St. Joe is going to get the opening kickoff. I didn't catch as to whether they won or deferred, but they, they are going to get the football to start the first half, the first ball game here this season. We've already gone over the starting lineup, but Jayton Tomlin, well, he's going to get the first chance here on the field for the Lions today. We're excited to see him out there early, uh, get get our offense's feet wet, see what they got. 
Um, I expect them to run the ball quite a bit today just based on the weather. Um, but I think Chayton will still play a really key part in this game. You know, I think coming into the ball game, the coaching staff for the Lions may have looked at maybe throwing the ball a little bit more, but with the rain and the way it is and maybe the field being a little slick, they might be able to stick with the running game. Yeah, I mean, we got the backs to do it. Uh, we talked earlier about um, Corey Hastings, who was our leading rusher last year. He's a big kid, big physical, very athletic guy. Could probably play tight end if he really wanted to. Um, and then the new the new transfer, Nyquan Presswood. The kids call him Nuke because he nukes people when he runs them over. <laughs> we'll keep that in mind as we go along here. Mount St. Joe going over to the far side here to start off this afternoon's ball game. Capital in their purple uniforms with white numerals and white helmets. They're here on the near side, and they will be kicking off from right to left across your computer screen here this afternoon as we get ready to start the first of ten games on Saturdays for Mount St. Joe. Next week, we'll be coming home to take on... DePaul University, and that will be a Saturday night game, the only Saturday night game that the Lions will play this season, in the regular season, I should say. And that will be 6.30 next Saturday night as the Lions come home. Blake Middleton, a freshman, six foot, 180-pounder from Miamisburg, Ohio, will be kicking it off for the Crusaders of Capital and back set to return for the Mount St. Joseph Lions, who will be going from left to right across your computer screen. It will be A.J. Glines, who is our pregame show guest, and Michael Tucker. Glines is going to line up on the left side, and Tucker on the right side. Middleton getting ready to start the season for both these ball clubs, Mount St. Joe University against Capital. I'm Dave Mitchell with Blake Watson. Glad to have you along here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. As Middleton approaches it, kicks it off, and it is a end-over-end kick down the middle. It will be taken in by Glines at about the 15 to the 20, cuts it to the left side to the 30, out to the 35, runs over one man, and gets it out to the 40 to the 41-yard line. And that's where the Lions will start, first and 10 at their own 40-yard line, going left or right across your computer screen. And right away, a great return by Glines. And you might have saw a little bit of the weather play a factor in there. He stumbled about the 35, and if he didn't, he may have taken that thing to distance. So the Lions have it first and 10 at their own 40-yard line. Jayton Tomlin with Hastings to the right of him out of the shotgun. Receivers spread out wide on both sides. Fake handoff. Tomlin throws it across the middle and it is complete and then dropped right off the bat in the flat to Kendall Sproul. Sproul dropped the ball. He was hit immediately after catching it and then got hit from behind and dropped it. From up here, it looked like the corner might have got there a little bit early. Second and ten. No huddle for the Lions. Tomlin barking out the signals. Fake handoff. Now he hands it off on the left-hand side to Presswood, and Presswood takes it off the left tackle. Up across the 40, out to the 44-yard line for a gain of four, and it'll bring up second and six. Uh, big Cole Tepier center was out there leading the way on that run. Got all the way out to the flat on the left side. So on third down and six at the 44 in Lion territory. Empty backfield now for Tomlin. He's got re- three receivers out to the near side. Dropping back Tomlin. G- takes the snap. He throws the ball over the middle and it's intercepted by Capital. Taken away by, looked like the middle linebacker. To start out, and that would be Corey Roth. Roth, a freshman, 5'10", looks like he intercepted the ball. 
And the first turnover of the year gives it to Capital in their own in Lion territory at the 49-yard line. Tomlin tried to just sneak it in there, and it looked like Roth just stepped in between him and the receiver and picked it off. It was a really good play by the linebacker. Um, Chayton had a little bit of room out in front of him. He throws it out in front of the receiver, probably complete. A little bit behind, and it gets picked off. So Thomas Wibbler will come in for Capital. First and ten at the Lions' 49-yard line, just across midfield. We've got receivers out wide on both sides. Wibble rolls out to his left, throws it into the flat, and it is complete at the 44-yard line. Pass complete on the play to Dartavius Stanford. Stanford picks up his first catch, and five-yard gain at second and five. Ball just inside the 45-yard line of the Lions. Yeah, that was a really good throw. They moved the pocket there to the left side, and the receiver ran it out on the same side. It's a tough. That's a tough play to defend. Wibbler with Corey Heater right behind him in the backfield, and he hands it off to Heater. Heater's going to take it right up the middle, but it's going to be stacked up and brought down at the 43-yard line. So a gain of just a yard, and it'll be make it third down and about a long three. Sugar huddle now for. Capital as they're looking over the sideline to get the play. They've got three receivers out wide to the right-hand side. Wibbler out of the shotgun with Heater to the left of him. Gets the snap, drops back, looks over the middle. It is incomplete. Tried to get the ball again to Stanford, but that time he threw it a little bit behind him and right through his arms. The Lions came at a bunch of pressure there, and it looked like uh, that, that really threw off the timing of that route. The receiver turned before the or turned early, and the ball was on its way already. It was, that would have been a really tough catch to make. So that will bring up fourth down and three yards to go. And into punt the ball away is Avery Wirt, number 91. Wirt, a freshman from Findlay, Ohio, near Delaware. And he gets the snap, low snap, but he gets a high spinning sideways kick. It's going to hit at the 20. Mount St. Joe will let it just die inside the 10, and they will down it at the 9-yard line, and that's where the Lions will start. First and 10 from their own 9-yard line. We've got 12.49 left to go in the first quarter, and there's no score. After years in the same location, the Wishbone Tavern is moving. Join them on September 23rd for their grand opening as they move just yards behind their current location on Delhi Avenue in the Delhi Plaza. But only the location will change. The Wishbone Tavern will still serve the best wings and burgers in town and offer a relaxed and family-style atmosphere. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and great wings, your mouth will water from the time you walk through the door. The Wishbone Tavern is a part of the community, providing fundraisers and sponsoring local teams like Mount St. Joseph Football. The Wishbone Tavern, open every day at 11. And don't forget their grand opening, September 23rd. Well, while you were away, Nyquan Presswood took the handoff from Tomlin, ran it off the right guard, and picked up the first down outside the 20. But now we've got a personal foul face mask called against Capital. They downed Presswood at the 23, but add another 15 yards to that. It'll take it out to the 38, and a first down for Capital. So, or for Mount St. Joe, excuse me. So right after the Lions end up in bad territory after... The nice punt. Now they're back out in good field position 
at the 38-yard line. First and 10, handoff, goes to Presswood. He cuts it off the left-hand side across the 35 out to the 37-yard line for a gain of about three. It'll bring up second and seven. Presswood did really good there to just get three yards on that play. It was blown up kind of in the backfield, and he made a really good cut, made a guy miss, and got three. So it's second down seven from the 37-yard line, almost the 38. Tomlin with Presswood just off to his right. Three receivers out wide to the right-hand side. Now Presswood looked to go left, now goes back to the right. Single set back out on the left-hand side. Hand off to Presswood around the left-hand side. He's got some room across the 40, out to the 43-yard line, and near the first down, near the 45. Let's see where they spot him. They're going to put him out of bounds just over the 43-yard line, so it'll bring up second down and a short yard. Make it third down and a short yard. That was another really good run by Presswood off left tackle. He uh, he ran through a couple arm tackles and made a really nice play out of that. So third down, less than a yard. Presswood on the left-hand side gets the handoff up the middle. He's got the first down across the 45, out to the 47. They're not gaping holes, but this line's offensive line is doing a really good job of, of, of creating just enough space for Presswood to work through. And when they've needed the yardage, they've gone right between the guards and the center. They go right behind their big boys that they know. The guys have been in the program for three or four years. Swoboda, Tepe, and Murphy. Yes, sir. Tomlin gets the handoff to Presswood off that left-hand side. Fumbled the football, and then he picked it back up inside the 45 to the 44-yard line. So he lost two. I'm not sure if he just ran into Swoboda and fumbled the football or if he got hit and it caused it, it to come It looked free. like it just came free when he ran into the back of his own uh, offensive lineman looking for a hole there. That's, that, that very well may have been caused by the, the weather. So second down now, and a lot after the loss of three, it'll be second down and 13. 10.37 left to go in this first quarter. We've just begun. No score from Capital University. Tomlin gets the snap, drops back, looks over the middle. No rush. Now he runs out to the right-hand side. He's going to cut it across the 45 to the 50 and inside Capital Territory and down just inside the 50 near the 49. So I, I was watching down the field pretty good. Nobody was open on that play. Jayden did a really nice job to check it down, or to pull it down and uh, and make what he could out of it and make this a manageable third down here. So it's going to be third down and seven at the 49-yard line of Capitol. Three receivers out wide to the far side. Two receivers down here to the near sides. Empty backfield for Tomlin out of the shotgun. Gets the snap. Drops back. Looks up the middle. He's going to run it himself. He's got plenty of room. Got the first down. Across the 45 to the 40. Cuts it to the near side to the 35 to the 30. And then he's knocked out of bounds inside the 30-yard line down at the 29-yard line. That's another really good play by Chayton Tomlin there. That's a 20-yard rush off, off the right side there. And, again, he probably didn't have anybody open, but he did a really good job of getting a first down there. Back into the ballgame now, Corey Hastings giving Presswood a breather. He's on the left-hand side of Tomlin out of the out of the shotgun, and he hands it off to Hastings, and Hastings takes it off right tackle, and there's going to be a flag thrown into the pile after a gain of two, it looked like, by Hastings, and it's going to be another personal foul against Capital. Face mask again. Yeah, that's the second time on this drive, a huge penalty by the Capitol defense. And they had um, Hastings stop for only a two-yard gain there and end up giving him an extra 15. It's crazy. So that'll take it down inside the 15 
and the officials will spot the ball at the 12. So another first down for the Lions, and it will they can actually pick up the first down without scoring. It's first and 10 from the 12-yard line of Capitol. Tomlin looks out into the flat. He's going to throw the ball up the field, and it is incomplete. Tried to get the ball in the right corner of the end zone to Grayson Roberts, and now there's a flag down. I think there was movement on the defensive line. It's offside against Capital. Again, Capital kind of shooting themselves in the foot here. Lines throwing incompletion, but they had, you know, a guy from Capital sides. Lions done a really good job on the ground on this drive. I don't know exactly how many yards our live stats are down, but they have done a really good job running the football so far. 9.05 left to go in this first quarter. No score, but the Lions are knocking at the door. They're at the seven-yard line. Tomlin. Gets the snap. Fake handoff. He's going to run it around the left-hand side to the five. He's got it in for the touchdown. Boy, he had a lot of room, and then he cut it back outside and dove into the end zone for the score. An eight-yard touchdown run for Chayton Tomlin, and the Lions have the lead, 6 nothing. A, a, a play that always goes unnoticed in, in football is receivers blocking. And A.J. Glynn set a phenomenal block on the outside to get Chayton free for that touchdown. So coming in to kick the extra point will be Jerry Porter. Porter, a 5'11", 155-pound senior, right leg. Charlie Mullins will be the holder as they attempt the extra point. That kick is up, and it is good. 8.50 left to go in the first quarter, and your score from Capitol. It is Mount St. Joe 6, make it 7, and Capitol nothing. Explore your nursing career options at Mount St. Joseph University. Built upon 90-plus years of experience in nursing, the Mount's nursing programs prepare professional and ethical leaders who promote holistic, evidence-based healthcare practices. The Mount's nursing programs are fully accredited by the Commission of Collegiate Nursing Education. Apply now at msj.edu slash apply to begin classes in the fall. Mount St. Joseph University continues to be a proven leader in nursing education. Visit us at msj.edu. Family-owned and operated, Casa de Sassi is built on timeless principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Your trust is vitally important, which is why Casa de Sassi takes care of you like part of their family. With timeless values, their products are made to resemble the classic old-world Italian style. They offer granite, ledgestone, limestone, and more. Providing a quality product is just the beginning of the care you get from Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek. Call now, 330-830-9760. Well, after the eight-yard touchdown run by Chayton Tomlin, the Lions have the lead, 7 nothing with 8.50 to go. And they will be kicking it off and back set to return for capital is Eddie Precario and he's going to take it in at the 5 to the 10 to the 15, cuts it right up the middle to the 30 to the 35 and out to the 39 yard line Preciado, that's Eddie Preciado a junior, 5'11", 185 pounder, he ran it back 26 yards and capital will start first and 10 from their own 40. Julius Fisher number 44 for the Lions backup linebacker made a uh, Probably a touchdown-saving tackle there. Things just opened up right up the middle. That, that was a gaping hole in the middle of that return. So Wibbler back out for the second time here in the first quarter. Couldn't get anything going in the first drive. 
He'll put in motion to the left-hand side, Hunter Smith from his H-back spot and hands the ball off the left-hand side to Corey Heater. And Heater takes it across the 43 out to the 45 to the 46-yard line for a gain of four. And it will bring up second and four. Both of these offenses seem to be going relatively quickly. Plays are getting called from the sidelines. All the team, all the players on the team are looking over at the coaches who's calling the play so they can go quick. It's going to be an exciting game. Wibbler out of the shotgun. He's got Heater right behind him. Tight formation. Now Smith moves in motion to the left-hand side. Hand off to Heater around the left-hand side behind Smith, and he's going to be run out of bounds on the near side, near a first down. It's going to be just shy of the 50-yard line at about the 49, and it will be third down and call it less than a yard for the Crusaders. A lot of action going on around college football today. We'll be keeping you abreast of some of the scores as they become available. Smith, the H-back, lines up tight end right off the line of scrimmage. Heater behind Wibbler in the shotgun. Third down, less than a yard. Now Wibbler, who looked like he was going to go on a quick snap, now goes out and audibles at the line of scrimmage. Looks back at Heater, makes sure he's got the play. And the snap given to Hip. Hibbler, and then there is Wibbler, and then there is movement across the offensive line, and it will be illegal procedure called against Capital. Capital has got three penalties in this football game, Blake. Two unsportsmanlike conduct for grabbing the face mask, personal foul, and then you've got the movement across the offensive line. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I know... You know, in our day, that would have been an easy play, third and less than one at the 50-yard line. You go under center, go quarterback sneak. But nowadays, kids can't even go under center, so they can't run that play. Wibbler out of the shotgun again with Heater to the right of him. Ball resting at the 45 on third and six. He gets the snap, rolls out to the right-hand side, heavy rush, throws it out into the flat, and it is incomplete. Boy, it was a nice job defensively. Ball was thrown out. In the right flat, it looked like the Nick Itsky, and he got hit as soon as he touched the football. Check that. It was not Itsky. That was Jake Lindsay, and he got hit immediately on a good defensive play. That was Tyler Hand on the coverage. He was an ACA, HCAC uh, first-team all-performer last year. Really good football player. Um, Capital again moved the, moved the uh, pocket. It looked really good, but Hanna just made a really good play. 7-17 left to go in this first quarter. Capital now will punt the football away, and Middleton, who had a good punt last time, will punt it away from his own 35-yard line, and he gets a high end-over-end kick that's going to hit it about the 40 in St. Joe territory and be downed at the 33-yard line. Uh, we almost got to that one there, number 24. Almost, uh, Gavin Edmondson almost had a shot at a block there. He may have even got a little piece of it to, to make it that bad of a punt. Ball resting at the 30, they're going to put him at the 34-yard line. About a 32-yard punt for Middleton. And that will bring out Chayton Tomlin, and Presswood will come back into the backfield for the Lions, and he'll line up to the right. Ball in the near hash mark. Receivers out wide to the left-hand side. One receiver, single setback, off to the right-hand side for Tomlin. He's going to take a quick snap, throw it out into the flat, and it is complete to Glines at about the 39-yard line for a gain of five, and it will bring out second down and five. Nice catch by Glines. He had to slide and 
catch that right off the turf. Yeah, he picked it up right off the turf. I almost, I thought it almost hit for a second, so I was pretty excited when I saw the referee say it was a catch. Robert Sprowling glides out to the wide right. Presswood still in the backfield. Tomlin barking out the signals. Handoff, fake handoff to Presswood. Now Tomlin's going to throw it up the middle, and that is incomplete. Well, I'll tell you one thing. The Jordan Duncan, the cornerback, locked up the receiver, Grayson Roberts, and wouldn't let him go, and there's a flag down at the line of scrimmage. I think they're going to get Mount St. Joe for a hold, but there could have been a flag thrown on that, Blake, for pass interference. I think he was hanging all over the receiver, honestly. Um, the throw was a little bit behind Grayson Roberts there. Um, if the throw's out in front, I think they definitely get the call. As the officials confer, and let's see what they're going to call. Oh, they were going to call an ineligible receiver, but they will pick the flag up and decide against it after they confer and decide that he was not downfield. So it'll bring up third down and five. Lions have to get out across the 44-yard line for a first down ball, resting at just shy of the 40. 6.30 left to go in the first quarter. The Lions lead at 7-0. Tomlin with three receivers down there on the far side. Drops it back. Tomlin cuts it out to the right. Gets away from the rush. Throws it into the flat. Incomplete. That was a really tough throw by Chayton there. He, uh, he was flushed out pretty quickly. His capital came with a blitz from the second level. Makes it really tough for the offensive line to pick up. Tried to get it to Trayon Taylor and just threw it behind him. Throwing it on the run and made it a little bit, you know, a little tough. He didn't get enough on it, and this weather probably didn't help either. It looked like it slipped a little bit. Jerry Porter doing dual duty today. He's the extra point kicker and also the punter today. Porter's a first-team all-ECAC selection from a year ago as well. Presadio is back, set to return. Nice punt by Porter. Presadio goes back to his own 15 to grab it to the 20. Cuts it out to the 25. Switches hands, goes to the 30. Up the near side, across the 35. And he's going to be downed at about the 39, just shy of the 40-yard line. Boy, what a return. That kid is exciting. Uh, Again, I know, I keep saying this, the weather definitely had an effect on that. Number 24, Gavin Edmondson, was in a position to make a play on that right as he caught the ball and slipped down. Uh, if he stays on his feet, this, that would not have happened. 6.08 left to go in this first quarter. 7 nothing. The Lions with the lead. The Capital with the football. And they've got good field position again. They've had the football three times, and they've had good field position all three times. The Mounts defense has stood up to it all three times, too. Absolutely. Wibbler, fake handoff, throw over the middle. Incomplete. Dropped out just downfield by David Barnett. Boy, that ball was right there in his hands, and he just could not corral it in. And, and it, it was pretty good coverage by the Mount, um, but he was—he should have caught that football for sure. Right on his hands. Second down, 10 yards to go. Moving in motion to the right-hand side is Eddie Presadio. He's set capital up a couple of times with great returns. Wibbler out of the backfield. Fake handoff. Now throws out in the flat. That one is complete to Barnett. This time he caught it across the 40 and out to the 44-yard line before he's run out of bounds. That was a really good play design. You go play action one way, come back to a wide receiver screen on the other side. Um, That's really tough to defend. So that will bring up third down and five yards to go from the Capitol 45-yard line. The Crusaders 
with Evan Butler in the backfield now, a sophomore 5'9", 210-pounder. He's lined up to the right of Wibbler. 5.28 left to go in the first quarter. Wibbler's going to take it right up the middle off the snap, and he's going to pick up the first down into Lions territory across the 50 to the 47-yard line. Gain of eight and a first down for Capital. Yeah, I don't know that that was a com- uh, draw, uh, design quarterback draw there. Nolan Miller was coming free off the outside for the Lions, and if, if Wibbler stands there to, to try to deliver a pass, he would have been sacked for sure. Going out wide to the right-hand side. Dartavia Stanford. To the left is Barnett. Still in the backfield is Butler. Moving in motion is Smith from the H-back spot. Wibbler, fake handoff, throw over the middle. Same play to Barnett, knocked away. And they're going to call a pass interference penalty against Mount St. Joe. But, boy, that looked like a great (coughs) defensive play, Blake, by Tavon Robertson to just... Go around and knock that pass away. I think if you if you we had replay like they do in the NFL or high major D one, you would see Tavon Robertson grab them on the outside uh, with his off arm to reach over, and he moved him a little bit. Um, I think it's a pretty good call. So that will give Capital the first down, and they're going to mark it at. The 35-yard line. Remember, it's the spot of the foul now. I didn't know they made that rule in college now. Spot of the foul, so that makes it first and 10 for Capital. Ball at the 35-yard line in Lions territory. Wibbler with Butler behind him. And fake handoff. Now they give it to Butler off the left guard across the 30 to the 25. He broke free to the 20 to the 15. And he's going to be knocked down from behind at the 10-yard line on a touchdown-saving tackle by the Lions, Gavin Edmondson. Yeah, and Gavin Edmondson had to catch up to get there. Um, That was a really tough run. Ball at the 10. Wibbler hands it off to Butler. Butler's going to be hit behind the line and dropped for a two-yard loss. Capital tried to go hurry up, and it didn't do them any good. Looked like uh, number 99, Dustin Applegate, split the gap there and got right into the backfield quickly. They tried to go... Um, tried to go wide with the run instead of up the middle like they have been, and, and he shut it down pretty quick. So now they're going to reset the play clock, and now we've got the side judge taking time. They're going to reset the play clock to 25 with 4.11 left to go in the first quarter. Capital, second down, goal to go at the 12-yard line. Might be just inside the 12 down to the 11. Ball to the left of us. Wibbler out of the shotgun. Hand off to Butler. Butler takes it right up the middle. He's going to be stacked up and down. Maybe got to the nine-yard line. That's where they'll spot him. Gain of two on the play, and it will be third down goal from the nine-yard line of the Lions. Uh, linebacker Nate Stone filled the hole there really, really well for the Lions um, and, and made a tackle all by himself. It was a very good play by Nate Stone. Nice job by the interior lineman. So Wibbler on third and goal from the nine Still in the shotgun. Receivers out wide on both sides. Butler to the left of Wibbler. Wibbler drops back. Ball in the near hash mark. Throws it into the flat. He's got a receiver in the right corner of the end zone. Throws it into his belly, and it's a touchdown. Touchdown pass to LaShawn Sanders. Another really well-designed play by Capital. Um, isolated that receiver on on a, actually a linebacker. Um, and he just ran away from the linebacker, made a really nice catch in the corner of the end zone. My apologies, that was Connor McLeod who caught that touchdown pass. 
He's a six foot, 205 pound junior from Reynoldsburg. He caught the touchdown pass, and it is seven to six with 3:17 left to go in this first quarter. Middleton will come in to try the extra point and tie this ball game up here in the first quarter. A lot of movement on the offensive line. They just couldn't seem to get set. Middleton, ball is down, kick is up, kick is good. 3.17 left to go in this first quarter. And we are tied at 7 here in this ball game. couple of scores from around college football today. Iowa leading Wyoming 14-3. to Josh Allen is one of the big-time quarterbacks, according to some pundits. 11 of 14 for 66 yards in that ballgame. 35 to nothing, Penn State over Akron. And Pitt is leading Youngstown State 14 to nothing in their ballgame. Still nothing out of the uh, Michigan game. I think they, that kickoff got moved to 3.30. Maybe Michigan just decided not to play. Well, why would they do that? <laughs> I'll tell you, the last game of the year when Michigan and Ohio State play, you and I are going to have some fun times. Yes, we will. 3.17 left to go in this first quarter. We're tied at 7. Middleton's going to kick it off. Glines. Back set to return, kickoff up the far side, and it's going to be taken in by Tucker at his 8. He's going to cut it up the near side to the 20 to the 25, and it'll be spun down at about the 30-yard line. So a 22-yard return for Tucker. And the Lions started out first and 10 from their own 30-yard line. Lions offense will get back on the field here and try, try to answer that score by Capital. Um, Capital did a good job answering the Lions score. A lot of it was thanks to that real big run they had. Uh, I look for the Lions to go back to the running game here. Um, pass hasn't really been working that well for them today. Hastings in the backfield now with Tomlin as he's got receivers out mm-hmm. wide to the near side. Ball in the far hash mark. Tomlin taking his time. He's going to drop back, look into the flat, and it's complete to Glines across the 35 to the 36-yard line. They, they really like that quick slant play to Glines. And it's been successful for him the past couple of years. Six-yard gain brings up second down and four. 2.53 to go. We're tied at seven after that touchdown by Capital. Tomlin out of the shotgun. Handoff goes to Hastings, right up the middle, big hole across the 40. He's taking it out to the 45-yard line for a first down, gain of nine on the play for Hastings. Corey Hastings is a big man. Nobody wants to tackle him one-on-one. He punishes people when he runs them over. He's a sophomore, 6'1", 220 pounds. We call him a bowling ball. That's He's a big bowling ball, too. <laughs> first and ten for the Lions at their own 45-yard line. High snap, but Tomlin brings it down, hands it off to Hastings. Takes his time. Cuts to the left across the 45, the line of scrimmage, and out to the 49-yard line for a gain of four. That's another really good run because Capital had it stopped in the backfield, and Hastings made a guy miss and, and, and turns his body kind of and gets four on a tough run. Second and six from the 49-yard line of the Lions. Two minutes to go in the first quarter. We're tied at seven. Tomlin. Checking out center Cole Tepe. Now hands it off around the right-hand side. It goes to Hastings. Hastings lost his shoe, it looked like, or a towel or something. Cuts it up to the midfield stripe, and that's where he's going to be stopped and downed right there. 
Uh, Capital really floated the ball really well in defense on that play. Um, it was a really wide run to the right side. The Lions had it blocked pretty well, but Capital rallied to the football and made a nice tackle. Hastings made such a nice move, he lost the towel from behind him onto the field. So third and five, ball right at the midfield stripe. Tomlin running his hand up and down his side, probably signaling an audible. Now dropping back, Tomlin looking out to the side. He's going to throw it, and it is incomplete. Boy, it looked like Grayson Roberts might have come up with a football, but the line judge was right there, said, nope, it hit the ground, and incomplete pass. And it will be punting time for the Lions. Actually, the line judge came in and said he made the catch, but he was on the white line. His feet were in bounds, but the top of his body was laying on the out-of-bounds line. So Buck Porter will come in and kick the football away. And that nemesis, Presadio, is back at about his 10 to receive this punt. Porter gets it away. Another high, nice kick by Porter. And Presadio is going to take it in as a fair catch at his own 14-yard line. Nice punt of 36 yards by Porter. Jerry Porter kicks it very high. When he hits that spiral, it's usually a really good punt. The last one, when he got the big return, I think he might have outkicked his coverage a little bit. He kicked a low-line drive that drove the returner back a bit. Um, That one was much better. So Capital will have it. I guess they're going to mark it at the 15-yard line with a minute nine to go in this first quarter. We're tied at seven. Wibbler, now he's got two running backs set to either side of him as the ball's on the near hash mark, and the handoff will go to Butler around the left-hand side. He's going to be hit right at the 15 and dropped immediately. Boy, a great play by the Lions defensively. Tavon Robertson, he's been all over. Yeah, he's a really tough kid, really good football player. Um... You see him hold it up, and our defensive line, who is probably our strength of our defense, flows back to the football. They never stop hustling. So maybe a gain of about a half yard is what they'll call it. We're under a minute to go, 39 seconds left to go in the first quarter of action. Wibbler, low snap, gets it, though, throws it into the flat to Barnett. He's got it at the 15 on the bubble screen to the 20, out to the 25, across the 25 to the 26-yard line before he is brought down on the play by Spencer Kandra. I'll tell you what, I, I almost think that might have been able to be called a penalty. It looked like that outside receiver, when he came underneath, was blocking while the ball was in the air, which in the new rules is actually a uh, pass interference call. You can't run screens and rubs like that anymore. 17 seconds and running clock stopped when Capital picked up the first down, and I think Chad Rojasheski is just going to let the clock run out here at the end of the first quarter, and he will. So it's been a good one. The weather... It's improved just a little bit, but it's still raining outside here in Columbus as we hit the end of the first quarter of play from Capital University and your score. It's Mount St. Joe 7 and Capital 7. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Ohio's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, 
Think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports. A winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Back here at Capital University in Columbus, I'm Dave Mitchell with Blake Watson. Capital with the football first and ten. They're going from left to right across your computer screen to start this second quarter of play. We're tied at seven. And Wibbler sends a man in motion to the far side. Handoff goes right up the middle across. Corey Heater took the handoff, and he takes it up to the 31-yard line for a gain of about six yards on the play, and it will bring up third down and call it about four yards to go. Before that play, Capital ran a man in motion across the face of the quarterback and almost gave a jet sweep type action. And uh, I think that threw the lines off a little bit for defending that run. Just begin the second quarter of play. We're tied at seven, second down, five yards to go, call it for Capital. As Heater takes the handoff up the middle, jukes to the left, across the 35, out to the 40. He's got the first down. Gain of seven on the play, out to the 40-yard line. And it is a first down for Capital as they keep the clock running and the ball moving out to the 40-yard line in their own territory. I'll tell you what, as a Mount St. Joseph fan, I'm sorry, I didn't want to interrupt the play. Wibbler throws it out into the flat, complete to Stanford, and Stanford gets it up to midfield, and he's close to another first down after a 10-yard completion. Capital's really picking up the tempo right now. I'll tell you what, though, as a Lions fan, um, way too many tackles are being made on running plays by safeties. Our linebackers and defensive linemen are not stopping the run right now. Wibbler in the backfield. He's got three receivers out wide to the left, one down here to the near side. Heater in the backfield. Fake handoff to Heater. Wibbler's going to throw it over the middle to Barnett. Incomplete. Boy, that ball went right up in the air off of Barnett's hands. And coming over from his cornerback position, Tyler Hanna just couldn't catch up with it in time to grab it. It's, we're really lucky that throw is a little high. If that's on the money, that might be six. Again, number 24, Gavin Edmondson fell down in coverage. He's having some trouble with his spikes out there. So it'll bring up second down and 10 yards to go. 13:38. Clock stops on the incompletion. Barnett goes out wide to the left-hand side. Coming out wide to the near side is Justin Scott. Now Prasadio is moving in motion to the far side, dropping back the pass as Wibbler out of the shotgun. He's going to throw it up the left-hand side to Barnett, and he's double-teamed and goes over his head incomplete. That was really good coverage by the Lions. They had him bracketed there. I really don't know why that quarterback made that throw. I mean, he had an open running back to check it down to where he probably picks up a couple of yards, but he forced it there. He's pretty lucky he didn't throw a pick. 13-33 left to go, and it's third down. Ten yards to go, right at midfield for the Crusaders. Big play here for the defense for the Lions. Wibbler looking at the play clock, 12 seconds on it. Dropping back as Wibbler takes the snap, heavy rush, throws it over the middle. It is complete, and he is gone for a score. Dercevius Stanford was wide open down the middle, and Wibbler, as he got hit, just laid it up. Stanford ran underneath it. And he goes in for a 50-yard touchdown score with 13.25 left to go in the first half. And it's now 13-7, Capital. That was a fantastic throw by the quarterback there. He got hit pretty good when he released it to lay it out there. But obviously someone, uh, someone had a little bit of a miscommunication in coverage there. 
to leave that receiver that wide open. Middleton in to attempt the extra point with 13.25 left to go, and he drills it right through the uprights. 13.25 left to go in the first half, and your score. It's now Capital 14 and Mount St. Joe 7. Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts, located on Cincinnati's west side, serving the tri-state area for 19 years. Cincinnati's one-stop shop for Christian books, gifts, art, music, and much more. Special orders are welcome. Find a new Bible in any version. Find books on devotionals, comfort and grief, prayer, marriage, and inspiration. Praise and worship music with instrumentals, greeting cards, jewelry, even clothing. Enhance your walk with the Lord with Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts on 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Open Tuesday through Saturday, closed Sunday and Monday. 13.25 left to go in the first half. Now Capital has scored two touchdowns in a row. They lead it 14-7. to And You said it, Blake. That was just a nice pass from Wibbler down the middle to Stanford. That was a beautiful pass. The Lions got to find a way here to get uh, to get some more more offensive consistency. Running game's been pretty good, but the passing game has not been consistent at all. Tucker and Glines back set to return. Glines goes to the far side, takes it in at about his 7, cuts it up the right side to the 15, to the 20, now up the middle to the 25, out to the 30-yard line where he's dropped after a 23-yard return. And that's where the Lions will start out first and 10 from their own 30. The Lions was, again, maybe a block away from breaking a big return there. He broke it back to the left side, and there was one or two guys there. We had one blocker back there. might might have been six. Presswood back in the backfield now for the Lions. Right Lines up right behind the quarterback, Chayton Tomlin. Receivers out wide on both sides. Ball in the center of the field. Tomlin. Slaps his hands and now takes the snap. Hand off to Presswood. Off left guard. He's going to take it across the 30 out to the 34-yard line. Slaps the ground because I think Blake, I, I agree with him. He was about one step away from breaking that thing. That would have been a big run if he could have run through that arm tackle. That was, guy made a really good play to make that tackle. Gain of three, second and seven from the Lions' 33-yard line. 12.56 remaining in the half. High snap, but Tomlin takes it down, going to roll out to his right, and now he's just going to throw the football away and out of bounds. That play just blew up right at the very beginning. Yeah, bad snap is what threw the timing off. Chayton did a really good job of uh, of not turning that into something worse and trying to force something. 12.47 left to go at halftime. Our guest, athletic director at Mount St. Joe University, Steve Radcliffe. He'll be joining us here at halftime. Now stack formations on both sides for the Lions with Presswood in the backfield with Tomlin. Tomlin takes the snap on third and seven. Looks out to his right. Now rolls out to his right. Throws it into the flat. Complete in the first down. And it is caught out there by Grayson Roberts. Roberts picks up 13 and a first down for the Lions. Ball just shy of the 45-yard line. They're going to spot it at the 44. That was a really good play for the Lions. That was almost a, a scramble drill. Grayson broke off his route. That wasn't the route he was supposed to run. So first and ten for the Lions from their own 44. Hand off to Presswood off right tackle around the right side. Takes it across the 45 out to the 46-yard line. Something to keep an eye on here, Dave, is all these runs that the Lions are running are what they're calling RPOs, the run-pass options. If you watch the backside of the play, all the receivers are running routes. They're not blocking like traditional running plays. Eventually that's going to pay off. They're going to run that as a play action and drill something here. Second down, eight yards to go. Ball at the 46-yard line. 
of St. Joe. Snap to Tomlin. Tomlin right over the middle. Ball got tipped at the line of scrimmage and almost intercepted. He was trying to go to Glines, but the ball got tipped at the line of scrimmage and almost picked off in the flat by Eric Strosky. Uh, A.J. was open again there. If that ball gets over the top of that defensive end, that's probably a, a big 7-8 yard pickup close to the first down. So that brings up third down and eight from the Lions' 46-yard line with 11.52 remaining in the half. 14-7 capital. Tomlin looking over the defense with Presswood to the right of him. Takes the snap. Drops straight back. Looks out to the right. Now rolls to the right. He's going to throw it up the right side, and it is incomplete. Boy, Capital had two shots at intercepting that pass, and they dropped both of them. Uh, Kendall Sproul did a really good job of turning into the DB there, uh, knocking the play away. As soon as the ball was tipped, he took the cornerback down so he couldn't pick it off. So that will bring up fourth down and eight, and the Lions will be forced to punt. For the third straight time, Jerry Porter will come in to kick this football away. And Eddie Presadio is back, set to return at his own 10-yard line with 11.44 to go in the half. 14-7 Crusaders. Slow snap from center. Porter just gets it away. High end over end kick that will hit about the 27-yard line. Pop inside the 15, and the Lions are going to down it at the 10-yard line. 11.31 11.31 left to go in this first half of play. Your score, Capital 14, Mount St. Joe 7. You want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule. Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mounts School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time, and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit msj.edu MBA. 11.30 left to go in this first half of play. Wibbler back out for Capital, and he hands the ball off to Heater, and Heater's going to take it right up the middle on first down and 10 from the own, their own 10-yard line, Capital. As Heater picks up three yards, that'll bring up second and seven, ball at the 13-yard line. This is where the Lions' defense has to strengthen and get the ball back. Well, especially our defensive line led by the seniors, um... These guys have been together a while. They've got to find a way to make a play here and get the ball back for their offense. Wibbler out of the shotgun. He's got Heater behind him. Hands it off to Heater around the right-hand side across the 15 out to the 17-yard line as he dives forward. He's got to get out to the 20, so they're shy of the first down by about two or three yards. They're going to mark him at the 18, so it brings up third down and two. They're, uh, Capitals not doing a super great job of making big holes in the in the line but they're doing just enough to get four or five yards of pop on the on running Wibbler looked like he wanted to take the quick snap and now he looks over to the side and gets the play and he takes the snap gets it off to heater heater around the 20 he's got the first down to the 25 to the 30 up the near side takes it out to the 40 and he is blasted out of bounds by Jaden Crutchfield it's Crutchfield's first action. He's a freshman out of Moeller High School in Cincinnati. That's his first play as a collegiate athlete. So nice to see him get a tackle there. Would have been nice to see the line stand up and uh, stop the Crusaders on third down, but 
just wasn't in the cards when that play. It was a really nice design play. Heater now seven carries, 39 yards total in the ball game. First down out to the 40-yard line of the Crusaders. Fake handoff to Heater. Wibbler throws it out into the flat. Incomplete right through the hands of Barnett, who had to jump up and try to catch it, but he couldn't bring it down. The Lions are doing a decent job of getting pass rush when they go back to pass, um, but the Lions just not stopping the run. Wibbler had uh, looked like Dustin Applegate in his face on that play, which was probably the reason he released it high. Stanford, slot left, Barnett, wide left. Wibbler, who is 6 of 12 now, passing for 87 yards, hands the ball off to Heater right up the middle. On second down and 10 yards to go. He'll take it across the 40 out to the 45-yard line. Gain of five on the play, and it will bring third down and five for Capital. 9.35 left to go in the half. That was again number 24, Gavin Edmondson with another tackle. Capital with seven first downs, Mount St. Joe eight. Capital now with 95 yards rushing compared to 87 for Mount St. Joe, but where they're getting the Lions is in the passing department. They've got 87 yards passing to only 22 by the Lions. Dropping back is Wibbler. Wibbler's going to throw it out into the flat complete to Heater, and he's going to be dropped right at the 45-yard line on a nice defensive play by Tyler Hanna. He went one-on-one with Heater and brought him right down. So that'll bring up fourth down. The Lions' defense bends but does not break, and it'll force a punt by the Crusaders. Back set to return is Michael Tucker, the freshman 5'9", 175-pounder for the Lions. He's going to drop back inside his 20, as it will be Porter, or check that Middleton, excuse me, who will punt the football away. And Middleton just gets it off, and Tucker's going to take it in at his 22-yard line, and he's going to be dropped at the 22 immediately after catching the ball. He took a chance on catching that and still did it. I can see Coach Hopperton from here. He is not happy about that catch and no fair catch. He was engulfed in purple jerseys when he caught that football. Not a smart play. Ball at the 21-yard line is where they'll mark it, and it's first and 10 for the Lions. Now, as I said, on the defensive end, now on the offensive end, the Lions have got to get something going. Uh, Tomlin's got to find a way to, to get get comfortable out there. He's only 3 of 12 for 22 yards with an interception. He has not looked good today. And he's had a couple of other balls that could have been intercepted. Absolutely. He needs to find his, his senior wideout, A.J. Glantz, a couple times. Presswood, now Tomlin, drops back. Fake the handoff to Presswood, cut off off the right tackle, across the 20, out to the 25, to the 27-yard line. That's a really good play by Chayton there. He's done a good job running the football today, that's for sure. Um, he made a guy miss there, held, held a cornerback with the ball. It was, it was a good play. Presswood still in the backfield. Tomlin, who's run the ball three times for 40 yards today, out of the shotgun, gets the snap from center, handoff to Presswood right up the middle, and he'll take it out to the... 27-yard line, no gain on the play. Nice job by the interior defense of Capital to stop Presswood to no yards, and it brings up third down and three. 7.39 left to go in the half. Steve Radcliffe, our guest at halftime. Coming up just seven and a half minutes away. 14-7. 
Capital on top of the Lions. Third down, three yards to go from the 27-yard line. Empty backfield, dropping back Tomlin. He's going to throw the ball up the right side. Complete to Glines at the 39-yard line for the first down. Now that throw right there was the Jaden Tomlin we, we expected to see today. Threw it over the outstretched arms of a, out the outside linebacker and tucked it underneath the corner. That was a fantastic throw. They're going to mark him right at the 39-yard line. 14-yard reception, and it's first and 10 for the Lions. Presswood still in the backfield. Tomlin, out of the shotgun, gets the snap, handoff to Presswood. Cut it up the middle, now off the left guard, across the 40, just shy of the 41-yard line. Tell you, Capital has done a nice job of stopping Presswood on the cutback. Yeah, early in the game, the Lions were doing a good job of uh, of keeping that backside open to runs. Now Capital's doing a really good job of closing it down. Pittsburgh leading Youngstown State 21 to nothing. That's the only score that we've got so far. Tomlin, fake handoff to Presswood, drops back heavy rush, and he's going to be dropped back to the 35-yard line. First sack of the day for either team, and it's done by Capital and Presswood, or excuse me, Tomlin, loses five on the play, and it will be third down, 15 yards to go. That's a really tough spot to take a sack there, but Tomlin had no choice. Um, the defensive end was coming untouched. He had to just kind of kind of take the sack and not try to force anything. Well, that Halloween music just has a lot more emphasis in this weather, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. <laughs> Tomlin. At the 35, their own 35, need to get out across the 49 for a first down. He drops back, looks down the middle, now cuts it up the middle on the run. Trying to throw the ball, throws it out in the flat, complete for a first down into Capital Territory at the 40-yard line and down to the 35-yard line. Caught, cat pass caught by Mario Brown. That was a fantastic play by the offense. Tomlin did a really good job of, of prolonging the play even though he was rushed. And Brown did a really good job of getting open late in the play. So it's first down for the Lions at the 36-yard line is where they're spotting it. Hand off to Presswood, and Presswood's going to take it down to the 35-yard line. Blake, was that Brown or was that D.J. Martin? I couldn't tell if it was 88 or 89 who actually made the catch. Oh, that was D.J. Martin, actually, okay. 89. Second down, nine yards to go. With the ball, the Lions dropping back. Tomlin throws it out into the flat, incomplete to Tucker. Tucker had it, just could not bring it in. Excuse me, that's D.J. Martin again. That would have been a really tough catch, even if he does catch it. I don't know what he picks up there. He was pinned pretty close to the sideline with uh, with a cornerback right on him. It, it, it would have been a really tough play. Big play here for the Lions because this is a long field goal attempt. You might be in four-down territory if you're the Lions, just to, based on where you are on the field. Hastings back in the backfield. Tomlin now rolls out to the left under a heavy rush. Stops. He's going to look upfield. Now he's just going to throw the football away. And there's that collectiveness you talked about in the pregame show, Blake. He had nowhere to go. He was under a heavy rush and still took his time. Yeah, he's obviously not playing the greatest game of his life, and he's still cool and calm out there on the field. Um, and, and giving the Lions an opportunity here. To live to play another down of football. And that's what they'll do. They're not going to disdain the field goal. Fourth down nine from the 35. The Lions will go for it in Crusader territory. Snap to Tomlin. High snap. Drops straight back. Looks to his left. Throws it out to the left. Complete for a first down. He's close to the first down. He's got the first down. 
Catch made by Tucker at the 25-yard line. It looks like Tomlin's really starting to find a little bit of a rhythm here. Um, Tucker came out of his break, and the ball was already on its way. Tomlin knew where he was going early and found his receiver and made a great throw. That's his fifth completion. High snap again. Tomlin drops back. He's going to look into the end zone. Right corner of the end zone to Glines. Glines goes up. Incomplete. Boy, that was just now a flag is being brought down, and I'm not sure who. It's going to be unsportsmanlike conduct called against who? It looks like they're going to call it on capital, maybe a taunting penalty. I'm not real sure. I didn't see it. Boy, that came out left, and that official was very, very upset about the way he threw that flag up in the air over something that happened down there in the corner. So that was called against Jordan Duncan. It, it had to be a taunting penalty. Um, he made a good play. Could have been a pass interference possibly, but he so got that, up jawing, I guess. That will put the Lions down to the 12-yard line in Crusader territory, first and 10. They've got receivers three out to the wide side. Ball in the near hash mark. Hastings in the backfield with Tomlin, and the handoff goes to Hastings, cuts it right up the middle off right guard, and he'll take it to the 10-yard line for a gain of just two. That thing opened up and then closed very quickly. Very, very quickly. The defensive tackle made a really good play to get back into the hole because from our vantage point, it looked like a big hole for a second. Play developed a little slow, though. It's a big spot for the Lions. We've got to find a way to get some points here. Second down, eight yards to go. Ball at the 10-yard line of the Crusaders. Tomlin with Hastings to his left. Drops back. Looks into the right-hand side, and he just threw the ball away. There was some miscommunication there between Tucker and Tomlin on that play. And you see Glines talking to Tucker after the play. Talk about that leadership from A.J. Um, right away, he knew that it was the wrong route that the kid ran. So th- Go ahead. That'll bring up third down. And eight yards to go. Lions can pick up a first down, and now the Lions are going to use a timeout, as this is too important a situation for them not to get some points out of. 3.55 left to go in the first half. Lions knocking at the door. Your score, it's capital 14, the Lions 7. You want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule. Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mounts School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time, and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit msj.edu slash MBA. Big play here for the Lions. 3.55 to go in the first half. 14-7. Capital on top of it. Mount St. Joe will have two timeouts left. It's third down eight from the Capital 10-yard line. Now the Lions can pick up a first down if they get it inside the two without scoring. Hastings in the backfield with Tomlin. Receivers, three of them, out to the right-hand side. Ball in the middle of the field. Dropping back Tomlin. Takes the snap. He's going to throw it into the corner of the end zone, and it is incomplete. Tried to get it up to Glines, and there was just too many purple jerseys around Glines for that one to be completed. Uh, I look like a tough decision to even make that throw. You had a guy wide open on the backside there, um, but Chayton made his mind up pretty early. That's where he was going, going to his trusted guy. 
but he was covered pretty well by Capital. Jerry Porter will come in to attempt the field goal. Ron Zeiss is the long snapper. Charlie Mullins is the holder. Porter has got an extra point here today, 3.50 to go. It'll be a 17, make it a 27-yard attempt, and it is up, and it is good. 3.45 left to go in the first half. The Lions get on the scoreboard, not what they wanted, but they got some points. Your score, Capital 14, Mount St. Joe 10. Do you own or manage a business, work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products. Pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. Well, the Lions needed to get something out of that drive, and they did. They at least got three points to pull within four, 14 to 10. 345 remaining in this first half of play. At halftime, our halftime interview will be Steve Radcliffe. Athletic Director at Mount St. Joe University. Next week, the Lions will be at home for a 6.30 start. And that will be against DePauw. Mount Union beating North Carolina Wesleyan 51 to nothing in the third quarter. Wilmington over Earlham 7 to nothing so far. Worcester is beating Bluffton 17-15. That's in the second quarter of play. Franklin College and Thomas Moore, no score so far. Porter kicks it off, and it is taken in at the two-yard line by Presidio. He takes it across the 15 to the 20, out to the 25. He just will not go down, and he'll take it out to the 28-yard line for a 26-yard return, finally being corralled and brought down by Ron Zeiss. It's a really tough uh, returner they got there. Presidio, he's a tough kid. Very. He just will not go down on these kickoff returns. You haven't got him down with one guy yet. 3.36 to go in the first half of play. In a perfect world, the Lions would stop Capital 3 and out here, get the ball back, and have a chance to do something going in at halftime. The most important part of that is to stop Capital and not give up more points here. Wibbler, 7 of 14 for 87 yards. And in the ball game, Wibbler. Drops back, fake handoff, throw over the left-hand side to Barnett. He caught the ball, then fumbled it. It's going to be picked up by... Is it going to be a fumble? Is that what they're calling? It looks like they're going to say he fumbled, but the guy that recovered it was down by contact. All right, so that still, the fumble gives it back to Mount St. Joe, and they're going to take it over at their own 45-yard line. Barnett had the ball, ran about four or five steps, and then got hit, coughed it up. And I didn't see who recovered the football. Did not see who recovered that football, I think though, Blake. I think it was Tyler Hanna. Tyler Hanna, that the cornerback. Yep, I think you're right. So Tomlin, ball at the 45-yard line of Capitol. And the Lions have a chance to... Do some more damage here. Hand off to Presswood, who's back in. Takes it around the right-hand side, across the 40, inside the 35-yard line, and run out of bounds near the 35-yard line. They'll say he stepped out of bounds just shy of it for a gain of eight yards on the play, second and two from the 37-yard line of Capital. A lot of teams will take a shot after that quick change. I actually really like that play call. Second down, a long yard to go. Presswood still in the backfield to the left. Ball in the far hash mark. 
Fake handoff to Presswood. Now Tomlin's going to roll out to his left. Stops. He's going to throw the ball. He's got a receiver, and he can't get it to him. He led him too far. Boy, he had a receiver wide open in the end zone, and he just could not get it to him. That's Nariah Brooks in the end zone. Wide open. Chayton just stumbled a little bit as he released it and didn't get enough on the throw. Tomlin now 6 of 21 in the ball game for 73 yards and an interception. He has had a tough day throwing the football. I'm not sure if the weather is getting to him or what, but still the Lions are in pretty good shape, just down just 14-10. Third down and a yard to go. Presswood to the right. Tomlin is going to keep it himself right up the middle in the quarterback keeper. He'll take it inside the 35 to the 33-yard line, gain a four and a first down for the Lions. Really good play call there, going to the quarterback draw, um, giving it the, the run look, and then the quarterback following the running back down the hill for only a yard. That's a really good play call. Tomlin, five carries, 36 yards rushing. First and 10 from the Capitol 33-yard line, 237 left to go in the half. Tomlin, handoff up the middle to Hastings, who's back in. It takes it up to the 34, and he's going to be gang-tackled and dropped on the play by Kobe Swackhammer. And he did just about his name. Boy, he swacked and hammered. They they beat our offensive line really good, really quickly on that play. That play was blown up from the snap. Loss of a yard, second and 11. Hastings, 5 carries, 19 yards. Presswood, 12 carries, 40 yards. So far today for the Lions. Fake handoff to Hastings. Throws into the end zone, and it is knocked away and incomplete. Tried to go to Grayson Roberts, who was cutting on a post pattern, but it was knocked away on a play by Sanders. Again, if I think if you ask the Lions coaches, they'll tell you that should have probably been a touchdown. Um, Roberts had him, had him beat by a step or two, and Chayton just threw it behind him a little bit. It, it kind of hung up in the air and gave the corner enough time to... To, to get back into the play. Exactly two minutes to go in this first half. Third down and 11 from the 34-yard line of Capitol. Lions down 14-10. to 10. Tomlin out of the shotgun. Drops straight back. Plenty of time. He's going to throw the ball deep into the end zone. He's got two receivers up into the corner and it is caught for a touchdown. D.J. Martin made D- the catch. D.J. Martin with the catch. 34-yard touchdown pass, and just like that, Mount St. Joe is on top of it, 16-14. That almost looked like, if you watched the NFL last year's Aaron Rodgers Hail Marys, it was not a pretty play by any stretch of imagination. D.J. Martin went up and picked that thing out of the air. There were two receivers there, and Martin was the one that went up and got it. There were two receivers and three or four DBs. A minute 51 left to go. In this first half, Porter comes in to attempt the extra point. Ball is down, kick is up, and the kick is straight through. 1.51 left to go before halftime, your score. It's now Mount St. Joe 17 and Capital 14. Every day of the week is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. On Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night. And Wednesday, stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every day at 11. JTAPS Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. 151 left to go in the first half, and Blake, you said it. That was a big, big play. 
But you said it before that capital drive. The, the perfect scenario would have been the Lions getting the ball back and scoring. It just happened a little quicker than we expected after the fumble recovery and then the, the long pass. Well, Tomlin has not looked good today, Blake, but, boy, he's come up big when they've needed him. Yeah, and, and, and again, like we talked about a couple times, I think it's just he hasn't looked great, but he's been good enough, and he keeps them in plays. He gives them an opportunity. And he extended that play when he was under the rush. Porter will kick it off. Brasadio back set to return. They're going to kick it to him, and he's going to take it in at his own six on the near side. Cuts it back to the middle of the field to the 15 to the 20. Jukes to the left. Now back to the right outside the 25 to the 29-yard line. 23-yard return for Presadio. I would like to see his stats at halftime as to what he has returned yardage-wise. It's been tremendous. I tell you what, I would kick it away from him if I were the Lions, that's for sure. So Capital will start first and 10 from their own 29-yard line with a minute 42 left to go. And remember, they get the ball first in the second half. I actually just found Eddie Presadio's stats. He has three kick returns for 83 yards, an average of 27.7 yards per return. First and 10 for Capital at their own 29-yard line. Wibbler, handoff to Heater. Heater's going to be hit behind the line and struggle forward. He spun forward and picked up a yard out to the 30. Sean Sullivan there on the tackle. He made a really good play to get into the hole. Actually, the tackle was broken at first, and then he made an ankle reach out and, and, and got the guy. It was a really nice tackle. Second down, nine yards to go, long nine yards. Dropping back is Wibbler. Wibbler, heavy rush, throws it out into the flat, and it is incomplete. Almost brought in by Stanford, who's got a touchdown pass here today, but he just could not bring it in in time, and the ball fell to the turf incomplete. Again, Wibbler was under under pretty solid duress there and delivered a nice catchable ball just a little bit outside of Stanford's reach. One fifteen left to go in this half. Don't forget, Mount St. Joe's got two timeouts left. and A lot of time, minute 15, if Wibbler throws an incompletion here on third and nine. Drops back. He's going to pass. He rolls out to the right. Looks upfield. Can't find anyone. And now throws it out into the flat. Incomplete. Nice play. Presadio was the intended receiver, but it was a great play by Tavon Robertson on the coverage. It was a really good play by the, the defensive line of the Lions to... Uh to flush the quarterback out there and make it a tougher throw. Um, and Tavon stayed in coverage really nice, too. Baldwin Wallace leading Defiance 7 to nothing in the second quarter of play. Still nothing, nothing. Franklin and Thomas Moore in the second quarter. A minute nine left to go. Tucker back set to return on this punt. Low, low snap from center. But Middleton gets it away. It's going to hit in the Lions' territory, and it will be downed at the 41-yard line. That's really good field position there with a minute left and two timeouts. I think the Lions are going to try to score another touchdown here. 29-yard punt by Middleton. He just got it up in the air, and it didn't go anywhere. So the Lions have it first and 10 from their own 41-yard line with two timeouts remaining. Tomlin who just threw the 34-yard touchdown pass, comes back out with Presswood in the backfield with it. I wouldn't be shocked to see the Lions run the ball here and see how it goes, and then if they get a decent game, you know, go up-tempo and try to to score quickly. Lines in the slot, Tucker out wide left, handoff goes to Presswood, just like Blake said, and he 
takes it out to the 41-yard line where he's going to be stopped right at the line of scrimmage. Just nothing opened up there. 48 seconds left to go, and he'll bring up second down and 10 from the original line of scrimmage, the 41. The Lions are in no hurry to get a playoff here. I think they're happy going into the into halftime up 17-14. 34 and a half seconds left to go in the half. Presswood behind Tomlin. Receivers out wide on both sides. Ball on the near hash mark. Clock down to 20 seconds now here in the first half. Handoff goes to Presswood right up the middle. Takes it across the 45 out to the 46, maybe to the 47-yard line to pad his stats here before halftime. And that's where we will go. Ten seconds left to go in the half. It's been a game of momentum so far, Blake. First of all, Mount St. Joe had it, then Capital, and now Mount St. Joe ends the half with it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they'll run another play here before halftime. But they definitely closed the half playing very a lot better football. And that is the end of the first half of play. Here from Capital University in Columbus, Ohio. Steve Radcliffe, our halftime guest, coming up here in just a few minutes. Your score here at the half. It is Mount St. Joe 17 and Capital 14. Hi, I'm Clark Kellogg. Have you ever thought about what makes high school sports so great? High school sports are great because of our coaches who not only teach the game, but also teach lifelong skills like hard work, teamwork, sportsmanship, and citizenship. High school sports are great because they keep things in the proper perspective. It's great to strive to be the best and to try to win, but high school sports also strive to develop the best students, the best teammates, and the best leaders of tomorrow. High school sports are great because they are truly about community, bringing students, parents, and alumni together the way only a sporting event can. The privilege of participating in high school sports is one of the most exciting experiences of a young person's life. So please show your support because high school sports are great. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association. My name is Tom Finks, and I'm the son of former NFL executive Jim Finks. Sadly, Dad did not see himself become a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He died at 66 from a lifetime of smoking. My name is Lori Zizek. My husband, Randy, did not live to see my two sons grow to have families of their own. Randy died at the age of 47 from a lifetime of smoking. Today, we're asking for your support of the American Lung Association and its fight against lung cancer. Together, Tom and I are helping to spread the word about lung cancer, a disease that causes more deaths than breast, colon, liver, and prostate cancer combined. One way which you can offer your help is through a donation to Christmas seals. By putting this seal on every holiday card this season, you can help the fight for better lung health and make the new year a little brighter. Please visit christmasseals.org to learn more and to help Tom and I put an end to lung cancer once and for all. We're back at Capital University on this Saturday afternoon where Mount St. Joe is taking on Capital in this afternoon's football game. With us now here at halftime is Steve Radcliffe, the 22-year athletic director here at Mount St. Joe. Coach, or Mr. Radcliffe, I guess I should say, thanks for joining us here at halftime. Talk about your level of excitement leading into this season with the athletic programs. Um, well, and well, Dave, first off, thanks so much for being a part of our um, our program and, and being available to add this dimension to our our fans. Um, I've been, you know, I've been around this 
program and this university for a number of years now. Uh, there are certainly people who have been here longer than me, but uh, sometimes I don't feel like it. <laughs> but uh, uh, we're really excited about the I mean, the energy just gets better and better every day. The students and the student-athletes show up. And, uh, and we have a tremendous amount of optimism in our football program right now. And, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to the year. You know, you were talking a little bit off tape earlier today about one of the big differences is three teams as opposed to 22 when you first, you know, three teams when you first started this thing out. The athletic programs in all D3 schools have really grown throughout the years, haven't they? I, you know, it varies. There, I mean, there are some schools that are, very historically um, the same way that they they were 25 or 30 years ago and then, and then there are a number of schools who are not you know and we are one of those schools who are not um, I, I would say a big piece of that is because um, intercollegiate athletics is a big part of our enrollment engine and and we generate student enrollment off of interest to participate in athletics and that's why we we added men's athletics, and we added men to uh, the university's enrollment in the in the late '80s, and and so we we have grown, like you said, from three sports when I came here in January of 1990 to 22 varsity sports now, um, the cheerleading and dance teams, as well as the support programs to support them. So we have a way bigger operation here than we ever had, you know. 28 years ago is that one of the biggest changes that you've seen throughout your years as far as what your job entails well on a day-to-day basis i would say that has a lot to do with it now i have more help now than was around here in 1990 um i you know i mean it wouldn't take you too hard to go find um one of the coaches that was around here in football in 1990 the coaches did all the laundry they did all the equipment they did all the scouting and and there was Probably about a half a dozen less of them. Um, so it's it, it's it, there's just a lot more moving parts, um, and and so that's that's the part on a day to day basis. But everything that's evolved in the last 20 years, 28 years, um, around technology uh, and what that means to an athletic program. You know, in 1990, we, I mean, the word web streaming wasn't even coined, just as an example. Internet radio broadcast wasn't even possible. If somebody wasn't coming to, if you were getting a radio broadcast, it was somebody that was dialing into a radio station mm-hmm. from a headset. And so what you're doing and, and what we're attempting to do with, with, in, you know, incorporating your audio into a, a web stream, is, is just one example of how technology has really affected everything in higher education and, and specifically intercollegiate athletics. Is it making your job easier or more difficult? Oh, we, well, you know, what makes my job easier is to have guys like Blake Watson, who's our SID, who I have a tremendous amount of confidence in can just take these things. Um, it's just one of these many moving balls that you feel like mm-hmm. you're trying to keep up in the air all the time. And I can, I can look over in sports information. I can say, you know, I think those balls are all going to stay moving in the right direction. Um, if, if one person has to manage all that, it's, it's just overwhelming. And when something falls, it'll, 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 it'll hit. It won't, it won't get caught on the way. So I, yeah, I do have more staff to help in these days than we had 
1990, and, and that's been a blessing. But, uh, but there is just a tremendous amount of more work that has to be done because of the way things have changed. I mean, it's not unusual, typical at, at all. It's, it's what happens in, in every form of business. Higher education and athletics are no different. We find every day, every year, every month, something new to do, something that we haven't done that we can do, that we should be able to do, that everybody else seems to be managing to do. And yet when we start doing those things, we never let go of anything that we've been doing. So it just it just compounds the amount of things that have to be done, and that's why you need good people around you to make it work. Steve Radcliffe, our guest here at halftime of this afternoon's ball game. Steve, talk a little bit for those who don't know the difference between Division three sports and Division one sports. Well, the first thing I'd like to say about that is a Division three athlete doesn't want to win any less doesn't have any less desire or motivation to be competitive. Um, Division three athletes quite often don't fit into the same package that a Division one athlete does. Division one athletes are typically bigger, um, they may be stronger, and, and, and in a lot of cases they'll be faster. Um, what's different is the philosophy that Division three operates under compared to what a Division one program does. Division one programs are a lot about the money, the mm-hmm. revenue generation. It's putting uh, people in seats. It's selling ads. It's by you know getting sponsors. Um, it's it's a lot about those kinds of things. And you can see that every any Saturday you turn on the television and want to watch the Big Ten Network, for example, which you're never going to. Well, I'm going to say never. There's no Heartland Collegiate Athletic Conference <laughs> Network. There's, there's no HCAC Network. I was going to ask you that. <laughs> so, um, so those are the kinds of things they jump right off the page. Division three athletics is about um, an athletic experience that is part of the overall educational experience a student gets. It's as much a part of the, of the curriculum. It, oh, it is not the formal curriculum. We call it co-curricular, but it is part of the curriculum, and and it's important in, in institutions that have Division three athletics that students have experiences that complement their in class education. And so we we are an extension of the educational mission, and we operate that way. Our, our programs typically operate, um, you know, over an 18 to 19 week period instead of a 23, 24, 25 week period. Our championships are shorter, um, and it's it's it, which is why people mm-hmm. say well you know it's it's a lower division I, you, you you look at it from whatever perspective you want to if you aspire to a higher kind of model of a different philosophy some would say that division 3 athletics is the higher division mm-hmm. that it's really intercollegiate athletics as it ought to be and not intercollegiate athletics as a feeding ground for the NFL or the NBA or the women's NBA or whatever mm-hmm. else it might be. I would say that it would be a, a really, really small, small number of Division three athletes that play, that play pro sports. Steve, this is Ty Hopperton's first game as the head football coach. What made him the man at the time for the job? Oh, you know, we have a tremendous amount of uh, 
respect for Coach Hopperton. Um, as far as the operations of the football program, he's really done everything except be the head coach on a game day. He's he's had the day-to-day operations. He's been in charge of the recruiting. He's worked with staff development. This is, I think, just the net, next natural step in Tyler's professional growth, and I think it's a great opportunity for him, and, and we recognize that when uh, Coach Huber retired last March, and, and this is this is a it's great for the university, and it's a great opportunity for Coach Hopperton. Steve, thanks for joining us here at halftime. Oh, it's my pleasure. I hope to see you soon. We'll see you again. That's going to do it here at halftime. We'll be back to take a look at the stats right after this timeout. Be active. Build determination. Build opportunity. Build perseverance. Build confidence. Build strength. According to the Sports and Fitness Association, the number of kids that play the team sport on a regular basis decreased from 44.5% to 40%. So you should be active. Stay active. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. <laughs> my mommy. Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. Back here at halftime where... It is 17-14, Mount St. Joe on top of Capitol here in the first game of the season, the 2017 season. Blake, you know, we wondered if it was going to be a game that was going to be hampered by the weather. So far, it hasn't been. Not dramatically. I think in small ways it has been. A couple of drops, a couple of uh, slips, but nothing huge that has been caused because of the weather. It's been a game where we talked about just as we were going in at halftime, where Mount had the momentum early in the ball game, then they gave it up, and Capital came back and took the lead at 14 to seven. But then Mount came back and scored 10 quick points, and ended up with the lead here at halftime, 17-14. So it's been a game of back and forth. Yeah, if you look at the scoring, the scoring chart, uh, Lions got on the on the board pretty early there with the the, the Chayton Tomlin eight-yard touchdown run. Um, that happened with like 8.50 to go in the first quarter. But Capital came right back. They scored two times in a row, scored 14 unanswered points, um, uh, a nine-yard touchdown pass from Thomas Weaveler to Connor McLeod um, with 3.17 to go in the first quarter. And then with 13.25 to go in the second quarter, so almost the opening of the second quarter, um, he Thomas Weaveler hit a 50-yard uh, touchdown pass to Dar Stanford, which was a beautiful throw from up here. He was under serious pressure, um, got hit as he released it, and laid it out perfectly for Stanford to run under it. Lions began to fought back from that fight back from that point, though. Um, Jerry Porter hit a 37-yard field goal that they wish they probably would have got a uh, touchdown out of. Um, they had a shot. They had a third and one or two, and I think we had a false start or something along those lines. Backed themselves up a little bit. Um, but then the, the big strike was the very end of the half. Um, after that field goal, 
Capital was get, had the ball back and began driving and then um, hit a relatively long pass, probably a 15, 20-yard pass on an out, and Tavon Robert, or I mean Tyler Hanna, um, separated the receiver from the football after a couple of steps, forced a fumble, recovered it himself, and then that led directly to the 35-yard touchdown pass for Jayton Tomlin. It was a great way to end the half of the Lions. Yeah, it was. They really came up with the big play at the time. First downs, Mount St. Joe has 14, Capital has 7. As far as rushing, the Lions have rushed the ball 26 times for 103 yards. Capital 15 times for 101 yards. Mount St. Jones thrown for 108 yards on 7 of 23 completions. Meanwhile, Capital has thrown the ball for 101 yards on 8 of 17. So realistically, Capital's been more efficient with their offensive plays, but Mount St. Joe has run more of them. Yeah, uh, I think part of that's because of the turnover. Um, and the Lions have had long, successful drives where they they convert on a couple third downs. Um, a couple times have actually been aided by capital penalties. Uh, that, that's led to that that difference in um, plays run, I think. And both teams are running a pretty up-tempo offense, but Capitals had a couple bigger plays. As far as the fumbles and penalties and everything else well Mount St. Joe has fumbled the ball once but didn't give it up Capital has fumbled the ball once and did turn it over penalties Mount St. Joe one penalty for 12 yards but Capital five penalties for 50 yards three of them were big 15 yard penalties yeah two face masks and a uh, taunting and a taunting penalty yeah that actually set up the first field goal um Capital just got to figure out a way to keep their uh, keep their emotions in check a little better than that. Um, it didn't look like there was too much on the taunting penalty from up here, but hey, it benefited the Lions, so we don't complain. And in possessions, well, Mount St. Joe's had the ball 17 minutes and one second, while Capitals had it 12 minutes and 59 seconds. We'll go over some individual stats and get set up for the second half right after this timeout. Hi, I'm John Havlicek. Everybody knows about my basketball career with the Buckeyes and Celtics. But in high school, I became a better basketball player by also playing football and baseball. Physically, multi-sport athletes develop better overall skills and avoid overuse of one muscle group. Mentally, they become better competitors and better in handling pressure situations. So I encourage all young athletes to play as many sports as possible. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association. Capital gets the ball to open up the second half of play. Blake, just how important is it for Mount St. Joe to keep them off the boards on that first possession? I mean, it's always important every time you take the field on defense to try to stop your opponent from uh, from scoring. I think it would be really good for the Lions to set a tone defensively in this, in, for the second half early there um, and make it difficult. Regardless of the outcome of the, of the drive, I think it's got to be difficult for Capital. They've got to struggle for it. A couple of final scores here this afternoon. Iowa defeated Wyoming 24-3. Josh Allen 23-40 of 40 for 174 yards and two interceptions. And taking a look at what's going on around the conference here at halftime. Last we knew, Bluffton and Worcester were playing in a close one at the College of Worcester where it was 17-15. to And as we take a look at the scores, if they ever do come up on my trusty little handheld computer here, you've got Earlham 
losing to Wilmington 28-6. Mount Union defeating North Carolina Wesleyan 58 to nothing. College of Worcester still leading Bluffton 17-15 in this one. And we've got Baldwin-Wallace leading Defiance 7 to nothing. And as we said, Franklin College... They are losing to Thomas Moore, 37-21 to here this afternoon. It's 17-14, your score here at halftime. Capital losing to Mount St. Joe, and we'll be back with the second half here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. It's a new season for the Mount St. Joseph football team. As week two approaches next Saturday, the Lions open the home portion of the season with DePaul. It's the only night game of the regular season for the Lions, so come out to the game and enjoy the festivities under the lights. I'm Dave Mitchell. Join Blake Watson and I next Saturday night for all the action, beginning with the PNC Bank pregame show at 6 and the kickoff at 6.30. But before that, tune in for Lions Rewind, a replay of the most important part of this week's game. The Lions host a paw next Saturday night at 6 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. This Mount St. Joseph football broadcast is made possible by The Wishbone on Delhi Avenue, Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek, Ohio. Call 330-830-9760. Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore. Murphy's Promotions. Call 330-464-1970. The Mount St. Joseph University, PNC Bank, and JTAP Sports Bar. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Mount St. Joseph Broadcasts on UltimateSportsTalk.com. 17-14, Mount St. Joe on top of Capitol here at halftime of this one. We'll be back on the air coming up on Monday night with the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show here on UltimateSportsTalk.com with Mark Donahue and I. That's at 9 o'clock. You can also catch this game, don't forget, on iTunes, or you can go to the Ultimate Sports Talk website and listen to the archive of this. It'll be available about an hour after game time and then forever after that. 17-14, Blake, as we look at this, as we said, it was a, it was a back-and-forth first half. I think both teams are going to be looking for some consistency, both offensively and defensively, in the second half. Yeah, absolutely. Um, both teams had their moments on offense and defense where they played really, really well. Um, neither team has really put a consistent quarter, consistent couple drives together. Um, for the Lions, they really have to tackle better on defense. That's the most important thing that they're not doing. Um, they're in the right spots. They're making the right reads. They're just not getting guys on the ground. And offensively, I think we we can say this ad nauseum, but it all goes to Chayton Tomlin. If he continues to play cool, calm, and composed and not make the big mistake, I think the Lions are going to find a way to come out victorious in this game. This is the first time I've had a chance to watch Tomlin play, but the thing that I have seen that impresses me the most is, like you said in the pregame, he doesn't let things bother him. He just comes back and goes to the very next play. Absolutely. He, he's got that quick memory that you always hear about in baseball, people talking about for closers. He forgets the play before. He doesn't know about it. And he's really calm when he's under pressure. Uh, he escapes pressure really smooth and slick, keeps his eyes downfield, finds receivers like he did on the long pass down here that we missed, but it was he, he found an open receiver. So the Lions will be kicking it off. They'll be going from right to left across your computer screen here in the second half of play as Porter will kick it off, and he will kick it right into the hands of Nick Waters who's going to take it in at the five-yard line to the 15, to the 20, out across the 20, and down at the 23-yard line after about an 18-yard return. And that is where Capital will start first and 10 
from their own 23-yard line. Defensively, for the Lions, they had a tough time about the end of the first quarter to the middle of the second quarter, and then suddenly the light went off, and they started playing tougher defense. Let's see what they do here in the second half. Wibbler with Heater right behind him in the backfield. Receivers out wide on both sides for the Crusaders. Ball in the center of the field. Now moving in motion is Smith to the near side. High snap, a handoff to Heater. Heater's going to cut it right up the middle, and he's run right back into the backfield by three Lion defenders. They're going to say he picked up a yard, but that'll bring up second down, nine yards to go. That was Colby Webb there on the stop of the Lions, the first one to, to get there. Um, he made a really good play, and like we said before, got the guy on the ground. You, you be in the right spot, you, doesn't matter unless you make the tackle. Barnett out wide to the left, Stanford wide to the right for the Crusaders. Wibbler in the backfield, hands it off to Heater. Heater off left tackle, takes it across the 25, out to the 29-yard line where he's brought down on an ankle-saving tackle on the play by Freddie Price. Five-yard gain, and it's second down. Make a third down and three yards to go. They're a little slow on the down marker across the way. They still have it. Now they're going to mark it third down, finally. Third down, three yards to go, and they need to get it outside the 33-yard line. Ball just shy of the 30. Dropping back Wibbler. Throws it out into the flat. Almost intercepted on the play by Tavon Robertson. And again, Nolan Miller applying serious pressure to Wibbler in the backfield. And Tavon Robertson almost was the beneficiary of that breaking on the route. Boy, what a nice defensive stand for the Lions to start the second half of play. 13:41 left to go in the third quarter. 17:14. The Lions lead it in the rain here in Columbus. Dropping back, set to return this punt is Tucker. Middleton will punt it away from his own 30-yard line, and he gets a low end-over-end kick that will hit at the 45-yard line and take a Crusaders bounce inside the 30, the 25, and they will down it at the 22-yard line. There's not much the return man can do on that play. Um, it was kicked. It hit 15 yards in front of him. Just happened to roll end-over-end. And ended up being a 48-yard punt. It probably landed 25 yards. <laughs> yeah, it was about 20 yards of punt. And 28 yards of, of roll. roll. So the ball at the 22-yard line. Lions have the football in their own territory for the first time here in the second half. And a three-point lead. 13-29 left to go in the third quarter. Tomlin, who had a tough first half, but put the lead into the hands. Throws it into the flat, and it is complete to Grayson Roberts across the 35 to the 40-yard line, out to the 41-yard line for a 19-yard reception and a first down. You can see Chayton Tomlin starting to get a little more comfortable in this game. Um, that was a fantastic play. 7 of 23 now, passing for Tomlin. First down, ball at the 41-yard line for Mount St. Joe. Tomlin drops straight back. He's going to throw it up the right side. He's trying to go to Roberts again, and it is incomplete. Knocked away at the last second defensively by LaShawn Sanders. That was a very good play by the cornerback. Um, Grayson Roberts actually had him beat off the line. He used his speed to catch up and get his hand in there and knock it away. It's a good throw, good route, better play by the defense. Tomlin's got Presswood 
to his left. Ball on the far hash mark. Three receivers out wide to the near side. Tucker out wide to the right. Hand off to Presswood right up the middle across the 45, and he's going to be down right at the 45-yard line for a gain of four. And it will bring up third down and six yards to go. It's one thing the Lions have been able to do today. They've been able to run the ball, and that set up the pass. Ball. It, it, I'm kind of curious to see what they call here, too, on third and six. Presswood to the right of Tomlin. Ball on the far hash mark. Third down six. Dropping back Tomlin. They're going to throw. He looks out to the right sideline, and it is incomplete. Almost brought in by Tucker, but an even better job defensively by LaShawn Sanders again. Another really good play by LaShawn Sanders. Um, he broke on the route really well, got his hand in there. Tucker got his hands on it, but he just couldn't bring, couldn't haul it in. 12.27 left to go in the third quarter, and it's punting time as Jerry Porter will come in to punt the football away. And there's Preciado back again. He was not out there for the kickoff. I was curious if maybe he was hurt or something, but it doesn't look that way. He's in about the 10. Porter high snap, and he gets the kick away. This is a low sideways kick that's going to hit at about the 20 and bounce out of bounds. They're going to say right at the 20. It hit on the sideline. 12-19 to go in the third quarter of play. Your score, Mount St. Joe 17, Capital 14. You want to advance your career through education, but you don't want to disrupt family commitments or a busy work schedule. Mount St. Joseph University can help. The Mounts School of Business offers a Master's of Science degree in organizational leadership with face-to-face classes every third Saturday. The MSOL program is a multidisciplinary master's program that focuses on values-based leadership, helping you develop professional knowledge and skills with courses in organizational leadership and business. Learn more at msj.edu slash msol. 12-19 to go in the third quarter of play. Lions with a three-point lead, but Capital with the football. They hand it off to Heater, and Heater on first and ten from the 20. Gets hit right at the line of scrimmage for no gain. The Lions stood up the offensive line there. They kind of, the offensive and defensive lines there just worked worked to a stalemate, and they were able to flow to the ball and get the ball carried on the ground. So... Butler now into the ball game for Heater in the backfield. Receivers out wide on both sides. Barnett in slot right position. He's normally out wide out, but now he's playing in the slot. Snap back to Wibbler, and Wibbler's going to throw up the left-hand side. Tried to get it up to Nick Waters, and Waters went up to try to catch it and just could not bring it in. Another really good play by cornerback Tavon Robertson made that a really tough catch. I'm going up with the receiver. He may have even got his hand on the ball a little bit. So it's third down, nine yards to go for Capital from just outside their 20. Call it the 21-yard line with 11.34 to go in the third quarter. In the rain here in Columbus. Wibbler looking over the defense for St. Joe. He drops back. Wibbler rolls out to his right. He's going to look up the right sideline, and he's got a receiver out there, and it's incomplete. He had Stanford out there on the right-hand side. He had beaten the cornerback. Tyler Hanna on the, on the cover. Tyler Hanna, but Hanna went up with his right hand and may have impeded his sight 
I think, catch the football. I think Tyler Hanna did just enough there. He was beaten and recovered really well. Um, and when he recovered, he got his hand in the field of vision of the receiver, and I think that was just enough. Wibbler, after that incompletion, 8 of 19 for 101 yards, but it's fourth down. And Tucker will drop back to his own 40-yard line and collect this punt in from Middleton. Good snap from center, and Middleton gets it away. High, short punt that's going to hit in Crusader territory and then take a sidewards bounce and bounce out of bounds at the 45-yard line. That's a 24-yard punt, Blake, in their own territory. Not often you take over after a punt in the opponent's territory. No. Lions really got to capitalize on this, on that bad punt. It'll be first and 10 from the Crusaders, 45. Tucker comes out wide to the left-hand side. Nariah Brooks is slot left, and you've got Glines in that slot also to the left-hand side. Dropping back Tomlin, fake handoff, throws over the middle, and it is complete on the play at the 35-yard line, down to the 34-yard line to Roberts. Outstanding catch by Grayson Roberts there. He was absolutely interfered with. Um, the referee didn't call it. And we get a roughing the passer on the end of it. So it ends up being a huge play for the Lions. Tell you, one thing Tomlin did, boy, he just jet that thing right in there, fit it right into the... He's got a really quick release. He probably doesn't have the strongest arm of any quarterback you've ever seen, but his release is really fast, and he throws the ball with really good touch and accuracy. Sixth penalty of the ball game against Capital for 65 yards so far in this game. Well, Mount St. Joe has only had one for 12 yards, but it's first and 10 now inside the 20 at the 18-yard line of Capital. High snap. Taken down is Tomlin. Tomlin's going to run around the left-hand side to the 15. Stiff arms the defender and runs out of bounds at about the 13-yard line. Five-yard gain on the play for Tomlin. One thing Tomlin's done well today, if you want to say that he hasn't thrown the ball well, he has run the ball well. He's averaging six and a half yards a carry. And none of, I think maybe one has been a design quarterback run. It's all been kind of as a part of the offense. They run that run-pass option, and the pass isn't open, and the original run isn't open, so he has to tuck it and make a play. Out of the shotgun, second down, five yards to go. Tomlin hands off to Hastings around the right-hand side, takes it down inside the 10-yard line where he'll be stopped right at the 10. So Another solid run there by Hastings. They're starting to, the Lions are starting to really move it on offense. The offensive line seems to be starting to impose their will a little bit. Feeling a little more confident as this game goes along. Yeah, I mean, this was ki- these kids' first time together, so it, it's only natural that they get a little more comfortable. D.J. Martin wide left. Tomlin drops straight back to throw. Now rolls out to the right. He's got a lot of room inside the 10 to the 5. Touchdown into the corner of the end zone. Tomlin was looking to throw that the whole way, and that, that scene just opened up for him. And, again, that's why having a kid like Jayton is so special. He, he just he doesn't get rattled. He doesn't freak out when the bodies are at his feet. That was a really, really good play by Jayton Tomlin. So now Jerry Porter will attempt the extra point. It's 23-14. Mount St. Joe on top of this one here in the opening game of the season. Porter will try the extra point and try to put the Lions up by 10. High snap. But it's put down, and the kick is drilled by Porter and through. 
10.03 left to go in this third quarter of play. Your score now from Columbus. It's Mount St. Joe 24 and Capital 14. After years in the same location, the Wishbone Tavern is moving. Join them on September 23rd for their grand opening as they move just yards behind their current location on Delhi Avenue in the Delhi Plaza. But only the location will change. The Wishbone Tavern will still serve the bangs and burgers in town and offer a relaxed and family-style atmosphere. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and great wings, your mouth will water from the time you walk through the door. The Wishbone Tavern is a part of the community, providing fundraisers and sponsoring local teams like Mount St. Joseph Football. The Wishbone Tavern, open every day at 11. And don't forget their grand opening, September 23rd. 10.03 left to go in this third quarter of play. And Mount St. Joe, boy, I'll tell you, since that five-minute mark of the second quarter, Blake, they have really turned things on and run like a, a fine-tuned machine offensively. Yeah, they, it, it, it's starting to resemble the offense we expected it to. Um, early, it looked like they were just kind of trying to find their way. But even more importantly, the offense is the defense. They force a turnover, force a quick three and out to open the second half. And... and it's really given the offense an opportunity to be on the field. Well, last year, Mount St. Joe averaged 31 points a game. They're well on top for that. Going back into the end zone is Pesario, and he brings it outside the end zone to the 25, and he'll take it outside the 25 to the 26-yard line. Check that. That is Nick Waters. Nick Waters takes it. I don't think I would ever take Presario off the field. <laughs> he would play offense, defense, defense and special teams for yeah. me. I mean, I, the way this kid has run back punts today, I think I'd let him go ahead and run back kickoffs unless he's just got a phobia of catching a kickoff. I, I might let him try to play quarterback and throw it to himself, honestly. <laughs> well, I could tell you a story about that <laughs> for another time when we've got a rain delay. <laughs> Wibbler is in the backfield, and he's got Heater to the left of him, ball in the center of the field, trips out to the left. Wibbler takes the snap. A couple of hands off, and he throws out in the flat to Barnett and knocked away and incomplete. Again, nice defensive pressure by the Lions and good coverage by Sean Sullivan. Yeah, that was a really good play by Sean Sullivan. Again, the Lions' defensive line is starting to get home. They're starting to to, to beat their blocks. And he Wibbler was under pressure yet again to make that throw and throw it behind, and Sullivan almost picked it off. Corey Harden and... Dustin Applegate really doing a good job in that interior defensive line of causing some havoc on Wibbler. Wibbler with Heater down on the right-hand side. He drops back. He's going to throw it out to Heater in the left flat now. Gets it at the 30 to the 31-yard line where he's knocked out of bounds on the play by Tyler Hanna. That was a pretty well-designed play. You can see they're trying to start getting it out of the quarterback's hand a little quicker. Um, so So the Lions defense can't get to him. They're drawing plays to get it out of his hand in a hurry. Five-yard completion, third and five now from the 32. Nine and a half minutes to go in this third quarter. 24-14 St. Joe. Dropping back is Wibbler. Wibbler's going to throw out into the right flat, and it is incomplete to Heater. Heater just could not catch up with that pass as it was way wide of him. Fourth down five, and now Wibbler looks over to the sideline like, are we going to go for this, or are you going to punt the ball away? And they are going to punt it. But he did not look like, at the very beginning, he wanted to leave the field. Yeah, I don't think you can try to go for this here. Fourth and five on your own 31-yard line. That That's not a good recipe for uh, successful football there. So Middleton will punt the football away from his 32. Set back at his own 30 is Michael Tucker to return this punt. 
Middleton gets the snap, low snap, and he picks it up. And that one is partially blocked, or did it go off the side of his foot? Looked like it might have been blocked on the play. If it was blocked, it was hit by Peyton Williams. It just went right out of bounds after about a 10-yard punt. Out of bounds are going to spot it at the 36-yard line. It was a 6-yard punt. Um, I'm not sure if, if Williams got there or not, but it, it definitely would come off the side of his foot from here. They've been r- rushing the punter all day, uh, but that time it actually paid dividends. It's the second bad punt in a row. Hopefully the Lions can can uh, find a way to capitalize again. Boy, if they could put a put one on the board here, it would really give them a nice cushion up already by 10, 24-14. Tomlin with trips out to the wall. The right-hand side. Ball in the near hash mark. Tomlin drops straight back. Looks up the left side. He's going to throw it into the end zone to Roberts, and he overthrew him by a couple of steps. Yeah, Roberts was step for step with the corner there, and the safety was coming over over the top. Uh, probably a good throw to throw it out in front where only his guy could make a play. Tomlin, 9 of 27 passing today for 139 yards, but he's got the Lions on top of the scoreboard, 24-14. 9.09 remaining. Tomlin on the near side. Takes the snap. Fake handoff. Rolls out to the right. Tucks it under. Now he looks like he's going to throw, and he's just going to go ahead and run out of bounds with it. The official had dropped his hat, meaning that the receiver that it looked like Tomlin wanted to throw to had stepped out of bounds. And I think Tomlin saw that and decided instead of throwing it to him to just go ahead and tuck it under and run it. That's what it looked like from here. Also saw a monster block by Kendall Sproul on the backside on the corner. That might have been a penalty. Third down, eight yards to go after a two-yard gain. Now dropping back Tomlin. He'll roll to his left this time. He's going to throw it out on the left-hand side, and it is caught by Glines. It was initially intercepted on the play by Eric Strosky, but Glines came over the top and took it away from him for the completion. A.J. Glines did a fantastic job there not letting that ball get picked off. It was absolutely picked off by Strosky, and then Glines took it out of his hands. Fantastic play by the senior. And the Lions are going to go for it on fourth and seven. You're kind of in no man's land here. It's a really long field goal, and it's a tough punt, too. Ball at the 33-yard line. Tomlin on the near hash mark. With Hastings in the backfield with him. Dropping back. Now Tomlin rolls out to his right. He's got plenty of room. Throws it out to the right-hand side. Through the hands of Robertson incomplete. I think Roberts wanted a flag drop, but there was nothing there. He ran out of room on the sideline anyway. The play kind of took him too far to the sideline. There was no room to fit that throw in. 8.03 left to go in the third quarter. Lions with a 10-point lead, and they give up the ball on downs. So they could not capitalize on the good fortune that they received after the six-yard punt. That would really play havoc on your average punt. (laughs) Yes, it would. A six-yarder. All right, Wibbler in the backfield with Butler now in place of Heater. Wibbler hands it off to Butler. He's going to cut it right up the middle, and he's stopped up and down by three Lions on the play, led by Dustin Applegate and Corey Harden again. Colby Webb, the linebacker, filled that hole really nicely. Webb has played outstanding, as have the other two, Applegate and Harden. Webb's been in on a lot today. Uh, He's got six tackles on the game, leading the Lions. Webbler, second down, ten yards to go. Smith in motion, handoff goes 
to Butler around the right-hand side. He's going to be stacked up and downed again right at the line of scrimmage by Fair Harris. Sherquez Fair Harris. He's actually another one that's coming off of a terrible knee injury from a year ago. We actually at one point thought he may not play this year, um, and he made unbelievable strides in his rehab. And as you can see, see, can still tackle. And it will bring up third down nine yards to go for Capital. They have not been able to put anything together offensively here in the second half. Wibbler gets the snap, drops straight back. Now runs up the middle. He's going to flip it out into the flat to Barnett. He caught it, then dropped it on a nice defensive play again by Tavon Robertson. Tavon is having a heck of a football game on that right corner for the Lions. You can tell they want to go to Barnett a lot, and Tavon has really taken up the challenge. Yeah, he he is not a kid that will shy away from any type of challenge. Um, but he, he's really playing really good football today. 6.49 left to go in the third quarter. Ten-point lead by Mount St. Joe, 24-14. Middleton drops back to punt the ball away from his 34. And Tucker is back around the 30-yard line in his own territory to get a high snap from center this time. But Middleton gets it down. That one's blocked! And Middleton's got to cover it up right where he tried to punt the ball away at the 17-yard line. Was it Gavin Edmondson? That yeah, Gavin Edmondson got there on the block. He has been close on the last four or five punts. Um, they almost blocked the one previous where he hit it off the side of his foot, and this was a clean block, probably because of the, the slow snap. The Lions, outside of uh, Perciato, that's the return man, are dominating special teams right now. First and ten now for the Lions at the Crusaders' 17-yard line. 6.43 left to go. In this third quarter, Lions with a 10-point lead, but looking to extend it. Tomlin, fake handoff, throws the ball down the middle. He's got a receiver, complete touchdown. Sproul with the catch. That play can be designed, can be absolutely attributed to head co- or to offensive coordinator Caleb Coral. That was a fantastic called play. That was a fantastic design play. They run play action one way, roll the quarterback out the same way. Uh, we have a lion down on this side. And let's see if we can tell who it is. Looks, I believe it's A.J. Glines. Glines. Oh, he's got a cramp. Looks like they're trying to work a cramp out, and they want some water as they're pointing the toes. But you're right. Boy, that play was well designed and run right at the right time. You talked about it earlier in the first half where the Lions had an opportunity. That was where they normally would go for the kill. They didn't. But they set it up, and then they did it this time. The, the, the way they designed those, again, as I said earlier, they're called RPOs. It's a run-path option. So Chayton has an opportunity to hand the ball off. To, he, he's watching the defensive line to see if he should hand it off, reading his keys. If he doesn't see the key to hand it off, he holds it. He can run it, or he can pass it. And if you watch that play, if we had replay, he buried the ball in the running back's belly and kind of rode him for a second. So the defense assumed he was handing the ball off. When he pulled it out, the receiver was wide open. There was no safety help over the top. And Sproul with the catch and the touchdown catch, and it extends the lead out now to 30-14. to That's the first catch that Sproul has had in this ballgame, 17 yards. Glines has caught four passes, and he's still down on the sideline as they're trying to get. Now he's up, and he's going to go off under his own power. He's going to jog over to the far side. 
from Not here himself. From here, it definitely looks like it's a cramp, the way they were working his leg out. Um, originally, when I looked down, I saw the way he was kind of writhing and painting, holding his face mask, and there was no contact on that side of the field. I was really worried about it being a no-contact knee injury or something that could be catastrophic for the Lions. So 30-14 to 14 and in is Butler, or Porter, excuse me, to attempt the extra point. Porter, number 37, puts it up, and he's perfect for the day as he drills that one through. 6.37 left to go in the third quarter, and your score. It's now Mount St. Joe 31 and Capital 14 here from Columbus, Ohio, where the Crusaders seem to dominate things at the end of the first quarter, Blake, and, the, and into the second quarter, but ever since about that five-minute mark of the second quarter, it has been total Lions. Yeah, and usually you would think that would go along with massive offensive stats or something like that, and it hasn't been the case. It's been a true team effort. Special teams has made a couple big plays. The defense has stood tall quite a bit, um, made it really difficult for Capital to move the football, and then the offense has been opportunistic. Every time they get into into a good field position, they, they've capitalized. So far, i got to say, this has not been your typical first game coaching appearance by, by Hopperton. Uh, I don't, yeah, he hasn't had any super difficult decisions to make for one. That probably will help him sleep a little bit more tonight. All the things we talked about in his interview. Um, I hope so, because he's causing you to have sleepless nights. He absolutely <laughs> is. Porter will kick the football away. Presadio back at his own five-yard line to bring this one in, and Porter will kick it off, and he's going to kick it right to Presadio. He's going to take it in at his three. Cuts it to the five, to the ten, fifteen, to the left-hand side, to the twenty. And he's going to be dropped down at the twenty-five-yard line after a return of twenty-three yards where he is dropped at the, call it the twenty-six-yard line. And that's where the Crusaders will start out first and ten in their own territory with six and a half minutes remaining in the third. Next week... The Lions are at home for a 6.30 kickoff start at night under the lights. And we'll be on the air with the pregame show at 6 o'clock. So join us then if you can't make the game. Webler, first and 10 from his own 26-yard line. He's got two setbacks, fake handoff. He's going to throw the ball up the right-hand side. He's got a receiver, and it is caught on a nice catch off a deflected pass by Hunter Smith, the H-back. That is, that is a fantastic catch by Hunter Smith. Tyler Hanna looked like he almost had a shot to pick that off after the first tip, and he missed it. Webler just seemed to underthrow that football. You know, the one thing about it is we haven't talked a lot. He's coming off a knee injury. He hasn't played really in close to over a year, almost a year. So you have to wonder how much that's bothering, especially in a rainy day like this. Webler, handoff up the middle, goes to Heater. Heater will take it across the 45, down to the 44-yard line for a gain of three, and it's second and seven. He doesn't seem to be favoring the leg at all, but it also doesn't look like he's driving into his throws as much as he would be. It's the left knee that you can tell that he injured because he's wearing the heavy brace on it. Right, it's not his drive leg, it's his plant leg. Right. Hand off to Heater around the right-hand side, cuts it across the 44, down to the 43, where again, Mount St. Joe really has had some excellent pursuing tackling today. Yeah, and that's actually our, uh, not completely, but that's mostly our backup defensive line in there right now and they're still playing really really well yeah you're talking about Connor McCracken's out there Zach Taylor 
is in the ball game. Julius Fisher. Dropping back, Wibbler hands it off to Heater around the right-hand side, across the 40, inside the 40, to the 39-yard line. He gains four on the carry, and it will bring up fourth down and a yard to go. And I would think Chad Rogoszewski is going to go ahead and go for it here. It's fourth and less than a yard. Absolutely, you have to go for it here at this point in the game. They're going to go under center. Guess who's going to carry the ball? Webler. Webler takes it, and he gets it about a yard, yard and a half. They just went on the quick snap under center and picked up the first down. That's a fantastic play. I mean, it's indefensible with under a yard to go. If you get any push, you're in good shape. So first down 10 for the Crusaders at the Lions 37-yard line, 429 to go in the third quarter. 31-14, St. Joe with a 17-point lead. Presadio out wide left. Barnett in the slot left. Webler with heater to his left, the ball in the near hash mark. Webler drops back, now throws it up underneath inside the linebackers to Heater. And Heater breaks it across the 25 to the 20, down inside the 15 where he's got the first down, and he's dropped out of bounds at the 15 after a gain of 22 on that little dump-off pass underneath. It's a fantastic play, but that's probably the third or fourth time in this game I saw a pretty blatant hold on the offensive line for Capital that they didn't call. Um... I'm, I'm really surprised that hasn't been called yet. We haven't seen a holding on either side, so the no, Lions are obviously doing it either, or doing it also. 3.47 left to go in the third quarter. Webler with the ball at the 15-yard line of the St. Joe Lions, and he throws the ball into the end zone of Presadio, and he's got it for the touchdown. That kid, he is just doing everything today except selling popcorn and hot dogs. He may have done that at halftime. I'm not real sure. I mean, it was, it, was a, it was another really good design play. Um, made the cornerback make a decision, and he made the wrong one. 15-yard touchdown pass makes it 31 to 20, and just boom, boom! All of a sudden, they're down by 11, and it could be 10 with 3:36 to go in the third. So this thing is not over yet. Not even close. We have 18 minutes of football left to play, or so. Middleton will attempt the extra point. And there's a flag down as Middleton drilled it, but I think they're, they've got a flag and it's a legal procedure against Capital. Something went wrong on the right side of the line. I'm not sure they ever got lined up correctly. So they'll mark it back five yards and kick it from the nine. Well, they marked it at the nine, but normally it's at the three. Five, that's eight, right? New math. Anyway, so the ball, core. the ball is going to be spotted at the 10, or the 15, and that time Middleton has to put a little more umph into it and drills it right through. 3.36 to go. In this third quarter of play, your score, now Mount St. Joe 31, Capital 21. The Major League Baseball playoffs are right around the corner. The Cleveland Indians are attempting to go one step further than last year, while the Cincinnati Reds work to get where the Indians are. I'm Dave Mitchell. Join Mark Donahue and I every Monday night at 9 o'clock for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Mark and I will discuss both teams and the stories around the games. Join us Monday nights at 9 p.m. for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show or anytime on iTunes or archived on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. 
know you have an entire cheering section at PNC Bank with Virtual Wallet. Simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. Learn more at pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Middleton approaching the ball. He'll kick it off, and it is taken in by Tucker at his own 10 to the 15, 20, 25. Skirts a couple of tacklers and takes it out across the 30-yard line where he is stopped. So a gain of about 20 on that return, and the Lions will start at first and 10 from their own 30-yard line with 3.28 left to go in the third quarter, and they lead it by 10, 31-21. That was a big score for Capital. That was a huge score for Capital. Turning this back into a ball game. If they wouldn't have scored there, it would have been real tough for them to get back in the game. Tomlin with the ball at there. Going to spot it at the 29-yard line, so it's first and 10 from the 29. Tomlin looks to his left. He overthrows the intended receiver, Grayson Roberts, on a slight slant in. So I mean, bring a second and The 10. route was open. Chayton just missed him. He's definitely not been sharp today. He's made a lot of really good decisions, but uh, he has not thrown the ball very well. He's 11 of 31 today for 157 yards. Second down, 10 yards to go from the 29. Handoff goes to Presswood, and Presswood will take it up to the 30, so a gain of about a yard on the play. And it brings up, oh, check that, that's Hastings. I'm sorry, Hastings with the carry. Picks up a yard. And that brings up third down, nine yards to go. Hastings today, seven rushes for 21 yards. Presswood, 15 carries for 50 yards. Tomlin, nine carries, 55 yards. Yeah, they've been pretty balanced running the football. Third down, nine yards to go, ball to the 30. Tomlin drops straight back, looks up the middle. Now he's going to throw it into the flat, and it is incomplete to Sproul. Just led him a little too far, and Sproul could never get his hands on it to bring it back in. And it's fourth down, nine yards to go, and that means punting time for the Lions. Yeah, these quick three and outs for the Lions, they, they can't have this. they got to find a way to sustain some drives. Move the football and make Capital play on their heels a little bit again. 2.45 left to go in the third quarter, and there's that man again. Presadio dropping back at about his own 30 to return the punt from Porter. 31-21. Good snap. Porter gets the ball away. High spiral kick that Presadio takes in at his 31 to the 35 to the 40. And he's going to be dropped at the 41-yard line. That was a lot better coverage against him that time than there has been all game long. That was a long snapper. Jamie's ice down there uh, making the nice tackle after snapping the ball back. 2.35 remaining in the third quarter. 10-point Lions lead at 31-21. First team defense out back out for Mount St. Joe. Across that front line defensively, Miller, Applegate, Harden, and Bright back out on the field. Wibbler, 12 of 27 for 169 yards. Starts first and 10 from his own 42. Wibbler, low snap and handoff right up the middle to Butler. And Butler is going to be stacked up and down again. Cody, Corey Webb is right in there on the play. Butler, the ball carrier. For no gain. Second and 10. left to go in this third quarter. Clock running. Rain has stopped. It's subsided here. Looks like the skies are starting to brighten up even a little bit 
here in Columbus. Moving in motion to the far side is Stanford. Snap goes to Webler. Webler's going to throw it out into the flat, and it is complete at the 48-yard line, and he's going to be stopped up and dropped right at the 50-yard line. That was a decent play there, but uh, if Wibbler pays attention, he's got number nine wide open down the seam. It's it's a touchdown if he makes a throw, if he even makes it close. Nick Iski caught that pass. Now, Nick Iski, it's interesting to say he's the backup quarterback on their two deep, but he's also playing a lot of receiver today. Wibbler, high snap, handoff to Butler around the right-hand side. He's going to be stopped right at the 49-yard line. Tavon Robertson there along with... Kendall Sproul. Now check that. That, that can't be Jermaine Drake. I'm sorry. Well, if you watch closely, the Nolan Miller, the backside defensive end, closed on that play in a hurry and ran it down the line. It was a really good play. Fourth and two. Hand off to Butler. Same play, and he's going to be stacked up and dropped behind the line by Webb. There's that man, number 30, Colby Webb. What a fantastic play by Colby. Boy, he's knifing through the, the offensive line to knock him down. He shot right through there, didn't Absolutely. he? Absolutely. A minute two to go in this third quarter. 31-21, Mount St. Joe. And the ball, the Lions take it over, first and ten at the Crusaders' 48-yard line. This could really be a turning point in this game, Blake. Absolutely. The Lions need to find a way to put something on the board here, at least sustain a drive, get a couple of first downs, milk the clock a little bit. Start to shorten the, the length of this game. Presswood back in and fake handoff to him. Tomlin throws it over the middle to Glines, and it's incomplete. Good to see A.J. back out there after that. After his injury. Pretty good throw there by Chayton. A good read. Uh, he had to wait for Glines to clear the backside of the linebacker. Um, and he did and threw it where only his guy could catch it, but it was just a little bit out of A.J.'s reach. Second and ten from the Crusader, 48. 57 and a half seconds to go in the third quarter. Tomlin with Presswood to his left. Handoff to Presswood off the right tackle. He's going to take it on across the 45 and inside the 45 and close to the 44-yard line for a gain of three. And it brings up third and seven. It's the best run we've had in a little while now. Um, the Lions have had some trouble running the football here of late. they got to figure out a way to pick up this first down. Third and seven. Big play here for the Lions. Presswood to his left. Tomlin barking out the play. 15 on the play clock. He drops straight back. Looks up the right-hand side. Pump fakes, and now he's going to be hit behind the line and dropped back at the 47-yard line in Lions territory. A loss of about eight yards on the play. Second sack of the afternoon for Capital, and that should do it for the end of the third quarter of play as the clock dwindles down inside four. As here we go to the fourth quarter of play and the game number one of the 2017 college football season. Your score, Mount St. Joe 31 and Capital 21. These days, the concept of value matters more than ever. And you'd be hard-pressed to find a better value than high school sports. Extracurricular activities, including sports, make up about 2% of the budget for a typical Ohio high school. In return, participation in sports promotes citizenship and sportsmanship. Sports also instill a sense of community pride and teach lifelong lessons about cooperation and self-discipline. They encourage physical fitness. They produce community leaders. By offering so many benefits to the community for such a small percentage of a school's overall budget, it's easy to see why high school sports are one of the best bargains around. The real cost would come from not having them at all. 
High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Well, as we enter the fourth and final quarter of play, barring overtime, it's 31-21, Mount St. Joe over Capitol. Here's we enter the final 15 minutes of play. Porter back to punt the ball away from his own 46-yard line after the second sack of the afternoon by Capitol. And he gets a high end-over-end kick. The Presadio is going to fair catch at his own 12-yard line. Boy, he did a nice job there. 51-yard punt. Porter's, Porter's a, a very, very good kicker. I mean, obviously he handles both punting and kicking duties for us. Um, All-conference performer a year ago. So Capital will take the football over first and 10 from their own 12. They're going to mark it at the 13-yard line. 14.52 remaining, and Wibbler comes out. 13 of 28 passing today, 177 yards. He's got three touchdown passes on the afternoon, a long of 50 so far. And Heaters had a good day also rushing. 15 rushes for 82 yards on the afternoon, and he's... Back in the backfield. He goes out into the flat as Webler drops straight back. Now runs up to the line of scrimmage. Throws at the heater on the left-hand side. Complete at the 20. Gets it across the 21. And he is dropped immediately after catching the ball by Terry Calloway. Calloway making a nice play on the flat pass. Gain of eight yards on the play. And it brings up second and two. The Lions had that pretty well covered deep down the field. Um, that was really Wibbler's only only option was a check down to his running back. 31-21. Lions with the lead. 14 minutes to go in the game. Webler looks over the defense. Checking things out. Moves Stanford in motion. Gives it to him on the jet around the left-hand side across the 20 and dropped down at the 22-yard line. He picks up a yard and it's going to be Fourth down and a yard to go. He didn't pick up the first down. That's a, almost a strange call for fourth or third down and two. They've been setting that jet sweep up for a while. Um, but the Lions stood up to it. They did a really good job of, of not biting too much on the play fake. Well, it's going to be third down, they say. Third down and less than a yard. Webler handoff to Heater. Heater off left tackle. Stacked up. I don't think he made it. I don't think he got the first down. This all depends on the spot here. It looks like he got a pretty favorable spot. Looks like he did. They're going to, let's see, Nolan Miller with the tackle. Are they giving him the first down? They are. They are giving him the first down. So first down for Capital as he gets the ball outside the 23-yard line, just shy of the 24. Boy, he just got that by the length of the football, too. 13-19. I'm really surprised they didn't end up having to bring the six out and measure that. It looked a lot closer from up here than it was down there. But we don't don't have a great view either. Stanford out wide to the right. Barnett split right. Heater the running back. And dropping back is Webler after the snap. Throws it out to Heater in the right side. Completed to 24. Across the 25. Out to the 27. To the 28-yard line. Maybe the 29. They may give him the 29-yard line. Gain of six. And it's second and four. Another really good tackle in the open field by Tyler Hanna. Um, if, if, if he's made miss there, that, that could be a really big gain. So that's a good tackle. They keep running this little uh, flat route by the running back. And it's been pretty wide open. So Webler... Went into some sort of a sugar huddle up near the line of scrimmage and now backs off of it into the shotgun formation with Heater to his right. 
H-back on the right-hand side. Webler drops straight back, looks up the middle, runs up the middle. Now stops, gets it out to Heater on the right side, who's open. Connor at the 20, the 35, out to the 40, to the 43 for a completion and a first down of about 15 yards, but there's a flag down in the backfield. It's going to be a hold, I believe, on Capital. I'll check that. Oh. So, personal foul, roughing the passer against the Lions, a 15-yard penalty. We tacked on to the end of the play, which was at the 43-yard line. And that'll take it inside Lions territory, down to the 42. First off, uh, Heater's caught, like, it feels like 12 passes in a row. It's probably three or four, but it feels like 12. Secondly, I don't know that I've ever seen a game where there's been more roughing the passer calls than holding calls. There's been a lot today. There's been two or three, and they have not called a hold yet. Webler throw out into the flat to Barnett. He was open, but Webler threw it behind him incomplete. Second down, 10 yards to go from the Lions, 42. 12 minutes exactly left in the ball game. 31-21, Lions. But the Crusaders have it second and 10 in Lions territory at the 42. Webler on the far hash mark. Trips out to the left-hand side. Drops straight back. Looks to his left. He's going to throw it to the left. And it is complete on a nice catch by Nick Waters. Waters just outfought the Lions defender for the ball. Yeah, that was Colby Webb in coverage. He's typically not a coverage linebacker for us. He's more of a downhill stuff to run guy. So he did a pretty good job just to be in, in the right spot for that. 11:39 and running left to go in the ball game. Ball now at the 36-yard line, and it's third down and four yards to go. Webler dropping back out of the shotgun formation. He's got Heater to the left. They've pretty much gone against Butler here in this drive. They've stayed with Heater. Throw over the middle, complete, and a first down. Caught by Barnett on the slant end. Inside the 30 to the 28-yard line. He's a big receiver. He's using his body really well to box out Terry Calloway there, who, again, is a linebacker covering their number one target. I don't really know why we keep covering their number one target with a linebacker. Webler now has thrown for 210 yards in the ballgame on 17 of 33 after that completion. First and 10 from the 28. Webler rolls out to the left, throws it into the left side of the end zone, and it is knocked away and incomplete. Tavon Robertson in coverage down there made a fantastic play to stay in it and turn around and find the ball. That was a really good play by Tavon. They tried to get it to Barnett again, but Tavon stood right there and was up to the task. Second Uh, down 10. But again, as we've said with Chayton a few times, that's a really good throw. It's a touchdown. Um, It it was underthrown. Tavon couldn't even get, get his hand on the ball. Second down, 10 yards to go. Penn State beat Akron this afternoon, 52 to nothing, if anyone cares. <laughs> and Blake is happy. Michigan has finally kicked off against Florida. Dropping back is Webler. He throws it into the flat. In, in, intercepted. Intercepted on the play by Tyler Hanna at the 15, to the 20, out to the 21-yard line. That was a very bad decision by the quarterback. He threw it right to the to the DB. Um, I don't even know what receiver he was throwing it to unless it was just a pure overthrow. 
That was a bad decision. Yeah, it just looked like he didn't throw. I thought he didn't lead the guy long enough. There was a receiver over the head of Hannah about five yards deeper, but he didn't throw the ball far enough is what it looked like. That's why I'm saying I'm not sure he's getting the, the, the proper push, not so much push, but the landing on his left knee. He's not getting a good plant, and he just doesn't seem to be throwing the ball accurately today. Accurately or very strong either. Right. So the Lions take the ball over first and ten at their own 21-yard line. Tomlin hands it off to Hastings, and Hastings will take it right up the middle. He stopped at the 21, cuts it to the left, and he'll be stopped up there at about the 20, but they'll give him his forward progress at the 21-yard line. Another tough run for the Lions. The offensive line really isn't creating space like they were early in the game. The Lions are going to have to figure out a way to manufacture some offense here. Again, same thing I said last time, the Lions got the ball. At least pick up a couple first downs and shorten the length of this game a little bit. Pitts beating Youngstown State also 21-14. to It's a better game than I expected it to be. It is. Handoff goes to Presswood. Presswood takes it to the left and then cuts it back to the right-hand side. Picks up a couple of yards on the play out to the 25-yard line. And it will be third down and seven yards to go for the Lions. 9.50 remaining in the ball game. If I'm the Lions here, I put the ball in the hands of my quarterback and let him make me a play. Um... Either run or pass, give him an option to figure out where to go with the football. Tomlin out of the shotgun. Presswood off to the right-hand side. Tomlin gets the snap, rolls out to the right, looks upfield. Now cuts it back to the left-hand side, still looking around. And he's going to throw the ball over the middle. He's got Presswood complete at the 30 to the 35. There's a flag down, though. Presswood cuts it to the far side to the 40, 45, 50. He'll be dropped at the 49-yard line, but there's a flag all the way back near the line of scrimmage. I think we finally have our first hold call of the game, (laughs) and all it took was a 20-minute scramble by Chayton Tomlin. That was a nice play by Tomlin, and he found Presswood wide open on the right-hand side. Presswood ended up running it for about 40 yards, but it was all for naught, and it's going to be a holding call, I believe, against the Lions. With 9.18 left to go. Holding offense, number 58. 10 yard penalty after the play. Dead ball. Personal foul. Number 8. Oh, against Capital. 15 yard penalty. Automatic first down. Boy, does that offsetting penalties, but the personal foul supersedes everything and gives the Lions an automatic first down. Wow. What a turn of events there, Blake. Yeah, I cannot believe that. A kid with, I didn't see what happened, so I can't say specifically, but to lose his composure and cost your team a first down like that. Now they'll go. But they'll, why are they backing the ball up? They'll mark off the holding, and now they'll mark off the personal foul. And it'll take it out where they'll mark it out the 30-yard line. That's where it'll be spotted. But it'll be a first and 10 for the Lions. They haven't moved the chains yet. Well, let's wait and see. Well, it was a, he said it was an automatic first down. They're going to move the chains. That now the referees are going to have a conversation. Yes, I think personal foul comes in with an automatic first down. Once it's a dead ball, personal foul. Yeah, right. Automatic first down. And the yards markers, they weren't sure what was going on there, so they kept their spots like they're supposed to. Until you know for sure, you'd rather not move early and try to figure out how to move back. That's right. Seen that happen before seen in Wyoming where they've actually taken the ball to the yardsticks to measure a first down. That's an interesting procedure. 
So first down 10 from the 20, 30-yard line, handoff up the middle to Presswood. That's a huge first down for the Lions, even Big. though it was via penalty, just finding uh, a way to milk some clock so they can waste at least another two minutes if they take their time here, just just giving Capital less possessions to get back in this game. Excuse me, that was Hastings with a five-yard gain out to the 35-yard line, so it's second down, five yards to go. Dropping back, Hastings with it off the left-hand side. Now cuts it behind the center. He'll take it out to the 37-yard line for a gain of two. They may give him up to the 38-yard line as he fell forward. But it'll bring up third down. They're going to give him to about the 38. Third down and two yards to go. Again, I I go the same way as I did last time on third down. I think I give my quarterback the option. Uh, I think I give the kid the play and let him figure it out. Let the kid that got you here try to to win this game for you. Third and two. Hastings to the right. Trips to the right-hand side for the Lions. Single receiver sprawl out to the left-hand side. Tomlin looking things over. Play clock down to five as he's milking the clock. Snap now. Tomlin bobbled it. Now he's going to run it right up the middle. And that bobble cost him as they're going to end up a yard shy of the first down at the 39-yard line with 7.45 to go in the game. Ten-point Lion lead. Looks like the Lions are going to send out the punt team, which they probably should. Um, that bad snap. It wasn't a terrible snap, but it was a little high. It's going to cost the Lions an opportunity to first down. Yeah, it just looked like Tomlin just didn't get the handle on it, and that cost what he was trying to do. Yeah, he may have been moving forward before he really caught the ball. So it's fourth down, about a yard to go, and the Lions will punt it because they're in their own territory at the 39, with 7.15 remaining in the ballgame. Porter will punt it away, and Presadio is back at the 20. Good snap. Porter gets it away. Nice spiral kick. Driving Presadio back to his 15. He fumbled the football ball loose. Looks like the Lions may have it. And do they? Let's see. Somebody can look like eh, McCapital may have gotten back on top of the football. There's a flag down also. Back about the 23-yard, 27-yard line. The officials never did say who had the ball. Whether it was Capital or... Mount St. Joe, nobody ever signaled it. It's going to be a block in the back is the call. Evidently, Capital recovered it, but there was no sign. There was no signal as to which team had recovered the football, but the block in the back will move it half the distance to the goal line with 6.57 left to go in the ball game. Your score, Mount St. Joe 31, Capital 21. Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts, located on Cincinnati's west side, serving the tri-state area for 19 years. Cincinnati's one-stop shop for Christian books, gifts, art, music, and much more. Special orders are welcome. Find a new Bible in any version. Find books on devotionals, comfort and grief, prayer, marriage, and inspiration. Praise and worship music with instrumentals, greeting cards, jewelry, even clothing. Enhance your walk with the Lord with Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts on 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Open Tuesday through Saturday, closed Sunday and Monday. Well, while you're away, Webler, Webling, I should say, Webler dropped back to pass from his own 10-6 yard line is where the ball is spotted and overthrew Barnett cutting across the middle so they'll put the ball back at the 6 and it's 2nd and 10. Rain's picking back up here again at the stadium. 
Now Webler is going to take it right up the middle, across the 10, out to the 14-yard line. Design quarterback run there, trying to just get some breathing room, it looked like. Uh, Gavin Edmondson did a good job to, to stand there and make the tackle. So. 31-21, Lions on top, ball at the 15-yard line after a gain of seven on the play for Webler. 31-21, third down two. Webler's alone in the backfield. He's going to take it right up the middle, gets it across the 15, out to the 17-yard line, and he has got the first down. Another straight quarterback draw right off the right off the snap. It seems to be a play that's working for Capital right now. I mean, they ran it two times in a row for about six yards in the first down. Webler with three carries so far in the ballgame. Make it two carries, I'm sorry, ten yards. First and ten for the Crusaders. Ball at the 18-yard line. Dropping back Webler. He's going to throw the ball over the middle of Barnett. Knocked into the air, and it's intercepted by the Lions. Intercepted by the Lions. And that's Peyton Williams with the interception. Another huge play by the Lions defense. They haven't been the stoutest today, but they've come up super opportunistic. Fantastic play. I hate to bring up bad memories, but you know it was 10 years ago today that Michigan lost in the big house to Appalachian State. Today, Pittsburgh and Youngstown State are tied at 21. Could be another big upset in college football. That's one of my worst memories as a sports fan. (laughs) 31-21, Lions have the football at the 27-yard line of the Crusaders, leading it by 10. Trips out to the left-hand side. Roberts, single receiver out to the right. Handoff to Presswood, up the middle, across the 25-yard line to the 22. After that turnover, the Lions have to get points here. Yes. It's not an option. Um, They've got to get something on the board, push their lead back out to to two full touchdowns. Game. Gain of five yards, bring up second and five. Yeah, the best-case scenario right now for Capital is to stop the Lions, but if they can hold them to a field goal, they're still within, like you said, two touchdowns and an extra point. Yeah, right now it's just a touchdown and a field goal lead, so it's a little bit easier to get. Dropping back Tomlin. Hand off to Presswood. Around the left-hand side to the 20. 15, 10, got a block. Into the five to the house for the score. That is a fantastic run by Nyquan Presswood. I told you, got to run it. Uh, they finally figured it out, went wide. Another massive block by a wide receiver for the Lions. Presswood with the score. And now that extends the lead out to 37-21 with 5.03 remaining in the ballgame. 19 carries on the day, 54 yards for Presswood. He has done an outstanding job, as has Hastings and Tatum, the Lions have really run the football well today. Yeah, they've had to because Chayton hasn't been very... Porter puts the extra point up, and it is good. 5.03 left to go in the ballgame. Your score, Mount St. Joe 38, Capital 21. Do you own or manage a business, work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. 
Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products, pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. Well, that was a big, big score for the Lions. They now lead it 38-21, to Blake. That was that may have been coffin nails right there. Um, that may have been the score we look back at as the play of the game. Lions needed to, needed to uh, salt away some time to the run the football, and then Nuke, Nuke Presswood just snaps off a long run for the touchdown. Missouri quarterback Drew Locke threw for 521 yards today, 72-43. Missouri wins over Missouri State. What a win. Porter kicks it off, and it'll be taken in by Presidio at his 3. To the 5, 10, 15, right up the middle to the 20, cuts it to the right, and now cuts it back to the 25, and he's knocked down at the 27-yard line. 25-yard return. 4.58 left to go in the ball game. 38-21. Lions lead it in game one of the 2017 season. Now when the Lions take the field, they just got to be worried about the big play. Um, if Capital wants a nickel and dime down the field, you let them. You don't, you don't go into prevent defense, but you also don't really need to get after it anymore either. You just kind of want to salt this thing away and make them use clock. Ball at the 27-yard line in Crusader territory. Crusaders have the football. Webler drops back. Pump fake. A heavy rush. Tries to run away. Can't get away from it. And he's dropped for the first sack of the afternoon. He's brought down by Corey Harden, the 255-pound 6'2 junior. First sack of the afternoon for the Lions. You can probably attribute that to a coverage sack there. Um, he was looking all over the field for somewhere to go with the football and didn't look like he had anywhere to get it in. Well, right now, Capital is put into a situation where they've got to throw the ball. They, they, they can't can't run the ball and try to get back into this game. Right, they don't really have a choice, and they can't really keep going underneath either. Like, they were successful with that little flat pass early, and they can't continue to do that. Dropping back is Webler, and here comes the rush, and it's a screen pass set up to Heater. Heater at the 25-30, 35-40, around the left-hand side, across midfield, into St. Joe territory, and he'll be knocked out of bounds at the 47-yard line. Again, <laughs> we have a player that got his helmet ripped off. That's a 30-yard completion. A 30-yard completion on a screen pass. But again, I, I hate to keep saying this, probably could have been brought back. There was, from my eyes, a couple of pretty bad holds on that play. Four minutes to go. 4.01, exactly. Left to go. Now the clock is running after the chains are set. Dropping back is Webler. He's thrown out into the right flat, and it is caught up the right-hand side by Stanford at the 36-yard line. Nice catch for a 12-yard reception and a first down. Yeah, Tyler Hanna broke on that football and just got... Just a little bit late he was to get there. He almost got a hand on it and knocked it down. Ball at the 36, first and 10 for the Crusaders. 340 run and running. Webler drops back, throws it out to Heater in the flat, and knocked out of bounds, complete at the 35. They'll call him out of bounds at the 34, so a short gain of about two. And it's second down and eight yards to go. There, there's that play they ran. They kept running to, but at least they got it out of bounds that time. Up-tempo offense, obviously, for Capital. Trying to avoid going 0-1 on the season while the Lions are trying to go 
1-0 for the first time in a long time. Dropping back is Webler. Webler rolls out to the left. He's going to throw it into the end zone, and it is intercepted again. The third time today that Webler has thrown an interception, and it's grabbed by Tavon Robertson in the end zone. He runs it out of the end zone to the 10 and out to the 14-yard line. Fantastic play by Tavon there, but again, the ball was underthrown. If he throws that out and in front, uh, that's probably a touchdown. He he had Tavon beat again, but you know, underthrown. We we will take the uh, we'll, we'll take the fruits of those those rewards there. Three oh four remaining in the ball game, and the Lions. I would be shocked if they put the ball in the air. Yeah, I mean, I run it three straight times. Even if you run it three times a punt, you run it three times. Ball resting at the 14-yard line is where they've got it marked down at. they got to make sure to get the quarterback center exchange here right because we've had a couple rough snaps. they got to get back there. Tomlin looking over to the sideline. Now has everything set, and he'll take the snap. Good snap. Wow. Drops out. They are going to throw it, and it is thrown out to Glines. Incomplete coming over the top of the DB to knock the pass away. Col- AJ Glines was abs- was was pulled a little bit on that play too. He was open for a second and then got his back arm pulled a little bit. Looked like Derek Ibon that knocked the pass away, but Glines just couldn't bring it in. Second and ten. I'm shocked that they actually put the ball in the air. So I figured they try to run the run some clock. Three minutes exactly left to go. Tomlin handoff this time to Hastings around the left hand side cuts it across the 15 out to the 17 yard line for a gain of three. 250 and running, and it brings up third down and seven yards to go. you got to go the same thing here. If you pick it up, great. If you don't, punt it away and play defense with around a minute and a half left on the clock at that time. Nuke Presswood into the ballgame now as Hastings leaves after that run. Hastings today, 12 carries, 33 yards. Presswood, 20 carries, 76 yards. Tomlin, handoff to Presswood. Presswood off right tackle. He's going to take it out to the 20-yard line, and he's going to be shy of the first down by about three yards after a three-yard pickup. Fourth down, call it about four yards to go, 2-10 remaining in the ball game, and it'll be punting time for, I believe, the Lions. They'll punt the ball away. They will. They're just smoking the clock. Slow walking it out there. Yeah, they're definitely going to punt. Um, this is, again, where it... it, it benefits to have the all-conference performer Jerry Porter back there block it up and let him pound this thing and we should be in good shape 38-21 Lions with a 17 point lead and a minute 40 left to go in the ball game and running and there they'll take the delay of game penalty and mark the football back five yards and well now check that Lions are taking a timeout Timeout on the field with a minute 35 to go in the football game. Your score, Mount St. Joe 38, Capital 21. If you like great food at a great price and great company, JTAP Sports Bar and Grill on Glenway is the place, the official home for Mount St. Joseph Lions football before and after every game. Pete and his staff provide fast and attentive service with the food and their excellent craft beer selection with 20 different names on tap. On Sundays, JTAPS has the NFL Sunday ticket with a different game on each screen. Monday is wing night, Tuesday is boneless night, and Wednesday is gyro night. Open at 11 a.m. every day at JTAPS Sports Bar and Grill on 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Your home for Mount St. Joe Lions football. 
Minute 35 left to go in the ballgame. 38-21 your score. Lions took the timeout to avoid getting the delay of game penalty, so Porter will punt the football away from his own 20. Prasadio, tell you what, I'm not going to miss this kid after seeing him run this thing back. He's going to take a fair catch inside his own 40 and fair catch it at his own 36-yard line. Another really good punt by Jerry Porter there. He's controlled field position pretty good, 44 yards, I believe. So Jerry's done a great job kicking and punting today. He hasn't missed a kick and has pounded every punt. I will say this. If anyone, if we see anyone like Eddie Prasadio the rest of the year, that kid's going to be a great football player. That, that kid is a very, very talented athlete out there. I'd be worried about him on this play right here. 38-21. A minute 28 left to go in the ball game. Capital has got... Three timeouts left, and we'll see what they decide to do with them. Capitals made a change of quarterback, too. Number 12's went in the game. And that is Nick Iskey. Iskey takes the snap, hands it off to Butler around the left-hand side. Now, check that. That's a change of running back also. And the Dylan Schoonover. Schoonover takes it out for a gain of about three. He's a 5'7", 200-pound freshman from Grove City, just up the street. No gain on the play. Ball at the 37, second down 10. Logan Bright on the tackle there for the Lions, coming down from his defensive end spot to make the play on the other side of the field. It's a good play. Wholesale substitutions coming into the ballgame for both sides now. Iskey with Schoonover in the backfield, and the handoff goes to Schoonover, and he's going to take it across the 40 out to the 43-yard line where he's going to struggle and be brought down at near the close to the 44-yard line, so a gain of seven on the play. 40 seconds to go, and the skies are opening now towards the end of this game. That was Kevin Bienemy on the tackle, another freshman who's making his first start or first uh, getting his first action on the field. Um, nice to see these young kids getting a little bit of time to play and and making an impact. Could be the last play of the ball game, Miski. Putting a man in motion from the near side to the far side. He drops back. He's going to throw the ball over the middle. It is incomplete. And I'm not sure who hit. They're going to call it, throw a flag on the play. And that's going to be on Tyler Hanna. But he went right up against the tight end, Andrew Klein, and knocked his chin strap off about 10 yards in the air. Yeah, it was probably a defenseless receiver. Um, he didn't look like he launched from here, didn't use his helmet, but it was, I mean, the type of play you've seen called before. Well, all right, to the officials' credit, I'm going to step up for the officials here. They did not throw him out. Yeah, they, it wasn't a targeting penalty. It was uh, just unnecessary roughness, I guess. Well, when the, the chin strap goes one way and your head goes the other, I guess you got to call something. <laughs> I mean, I expected it to be flagged. But yes. 14 seconds left to go in the ballgame. 38-21. This should do it here. Lions with the lead. Don't forget, coming up after this, our postgame show. Iski out of the shotgun with two singles, two setbacks. Hands the ball off on the left-hand side to J.R. Robinson. And Robinson takes it inside the 40, down to the 37. Three seconds, two seconds, one second. That'll do it. And the Lions 
come to Columbus on Saturday afternoon and win their first game under new head coach Tyler Hopperton, and they win it by a final score of 38 to 21 over the Capitol Crusaders. Blake and I will be back to take a look at the stat story for today's game and wrap things up from Columbus after this timeout. Jim Lachey, Ohio State football All-American and NFL Super Bowl champion on a cheap. Hi, I'm Jim Lachey. Studies show that students who play school sports tend to have better attendance records, higher grade point average, fewer discipline problems, and are more likely to pursue a college education. High school sports also teaches leadership, character, and provide the foundation for becoming a good citizen. Let's respect the game, and remember to always keep the student first and student-athlete. This message brought to you by the Ohio High School Athletic Association. It's a new season for the Mount St. Joseph football team. As week two approaches next Saturday, the Lions open the home portion of the season with DePaul. It's the only night game of the regular season for the Lions, so come out to the game and enjoy the festivities under the lights. I'm Dave Mitchell. Join Blake Watson and I next Saturday night for all the action, beginning with the PNC Bank pregame show at 6 and the kickoff at 6.30. But before that, tune in for Lions Rewind, a replay of the most important part of this week's game. The Lions host the paw next Saturday night at 6 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Look around you. One in four kids in the U.S. faces hunger. It's not always easy to see the signs. But in this land of plenty, there are kids that don't know where they will get their next meal. Join Share Our Strength in Food Network and take the pledge to end childhood hunger here in America by 2015. Learn how at NoKidHungry.org. Their next meal could come from you. Dave Mitchell, Blake Watson back at Columbus here at Burnlar Stadium where the Mount St. Joe Lions have pulled out a 38-21 victory in game number one of the 2017 college football season. 17-point victory. A lot of answers were made today, Blake, about this football team and how Ty Hop- Hopperton would, would coach this football game. I mean, even in the rain and everything, as and I'm not going to say badly as what Chase and Tomlin played, but when you look at it, he didn't play probably his best game, but he was still able to put things together at the right times to pull out a 38-21 victory. Uh, I think if you ask Coach Hopperton, he would be very, very happy with the outcome of this game, but not necessarily super happy with the way his team played. Um, they played good enough to win the football game, but they didn't play great, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball. They ran the ball well enough. Um, Chayton made the big plays when he had to make them. He found the wide-open receivers when he had to find them. But he wasn't very efficient. Um, he wasn't, I mean, he was accurate, but there was, in the stats there, it bears, he, what is he, about 40% passing, 45%, something like that? Yeah, 11 of 35 in the ballgame, so he's less than 30%. Okay, so that's not going to win you many football games. Um, that has to improve, obviously. But in the grand scheme of things in the weather against a very good capital football team. I know that Coach Hopperton and his staff will absolutely take this win. And they go into next Saturday night against DePaul with that victory underneath their belt. It's got to be a great confidence booster for not only the team, but the coaching staff. Yeah, absolutely. As we're looking down at the, at, at the Lions in the, in the end zone, and Coach Thompson is, is talking about Coach Hopperton, and the team is rallying around him for getting his first win. Um, it's a really special thing when you see kids buying into a coach and a coaching staff the way they have these guys. 
the, the, the coaches genuinely care about the well-being of a student athlete on this football team, and you can see it right there that it matters to them kids. They gave him the game ball. They, they gave, gave Coach Opperton the game ball. And I don't think that was a coach's decision. That was his leaders on his football team's decision. Hey, you never forget your first win. Never. Never. We'll be back to take a look at the stats for this game and wrap things up from Columbus. We'll do that when we return after this timeout. This is what matters. This is beyond X's and O's. This is the difference mutual respect makes. This is what character looks like. This is what defines us in Ohio. This is sportsmanship. School sports. It's not the outcome that matters most, but the way the games are played. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. 38-21, your final score here this afternoon. Mount St. Joe over Capitol. And Blake, you know, we talked about in at halftime, at that five-minute mark of the second quarter, this whole game just switched. Do you remember a certain thing that happened or any any type of play that came up where all of a sudden the momentum just went towards the Lions? Uh, one thing that I noticed for sure was, and I know we continue to talk about Chayton Tomlin, but he he started to make plays with his feet. And when he started to do that, things started opening up in the passing game and for the rest of the running backs. Um, you can point to the beginning of the second half as probably the most pivotal point of the game. The very first possession of the second half, Capitol had the ball. Lions forced a quick three and out and then go down and score. And, I mean, it was 17-14 at halftime, and within five minutes it was 27-14. They were up 10, and the Lions scored on another touchdown pass a couple of minutes later from Chayton Tomlin to Kendall Sproul, 17-yarder, which was a really, really good catch. There was that one that was a really well-designed play where Chayton had the three or four different options to go, and he found the right one and, and scored a touchdown of it. And then the coffin nail, uh, the five minutes to go in the fourth quarter, 22-yard run by Nyquan Presswood. Nuke just ran around the left end for a beautiful score. And, you know, when you look at the defense, Colby Webb played outstanding today, and so did Tavon Robertson. Colby Webb, Tavon Robertson had a pick. Uh, Sean Sullivan as a safety played really, really well. I was very impressed with the way he played. And Gavin Edmondson, both of the safeties played really good football today. Um, Colby played well. The defensive line started getting home in the second half. They got their first sack. Um, but all in all, they, they made it a tough day for, for Capitals quarterback and receivers. Chayton Tomlin finished the day 11 of 35 with one interception and two touchdowns, 157 yards total. He was sacked twice in the ball game. Nyquan Presswood, 21 carries, 85 yards on the day for a net of 79 yards. Chayton Tomlin ran for 48 yards. Corey Hastings had 33 yards as a team. Mount St. Joe. Ran the ball 44 times for 160 yards compared to 137 on 35 carries for Capital. Passing yards, Mount St. Joe had 157 to 261 passing yards for Capital. If I didn't see that in print, I would have, I would say that was probably a mistake, but it just did not seem like Capital threw for that many yards. Uh, they, they had a lot of, they had a few bigger plays that, but they didn't have as good a field position as the Lions had all day. Um, that played a big role in this game is the field position created by Jerry Porter. The block punt was huge. Um, the punt off the side of the foot was huge. That, that, that jaded the numbers a little bit. As far as total 
total yardage, 317 for Mount St. Joe, 398 yards of total offense for Capital. And in the possession time, 28 minutes, 19 seconds for Mount St. Joe, 31 minutes and 41 seconds for Capital in the ball game. But here's a here's a stat for you. Mount St. Joe red zone, red zone scoring chances, they were 4 of 4 in this ball game. That's where you win football games, is in the money zone. I know a lot of people call it the red zone. I've always called it the green zone for the money zone. you got to score there. Um, and the Lions did that today. They, they, they did just enough to win the football game. And let's give the defense some love. Spencer Kandra had 11 tackles today. Colby Webb had nine. Tyler Hanna and Grayson Roberts each had seven tackles here this afternoon. The cornerbacks were fantastic for the Lions, Hanna and, uh, and, and Roberts. And they start. They're probably two of the best athletes on the team. And they played very good football today. Now, DePaul next Saturday night, 630 at home. Should have a good crowd. This is another game where I think the Lions would want to really kick it off with a victory. Again, like I said earlier, DePaul beat us pretty soundly up there last year. Um, and I don't know a ton about their team, but I know they're a good football team. I know they played a pretty tough conference. Uh, and with it being the only night game of the year, we want people to come out and be loud. Uh, we're going to unveil a few new things at Shuler Field on the campus of Mount St. Joseph next year to try to enhance the, the, the student-athlete and the fan experience. Um, it's, it, it should be a lot of fun. Our team obviously is going to be competitive all year. They're not. They didn't play well today, and they gave a very good football team all they could handle. Um, so it's going to be an exciting year, an exciting game next week. Any final thoughts? I uh, just want from me. I want to say congratulations to Coach Tyler Hopperson for his first career victory. Um, it's an honor to work with a guy, uh, the class of Tyler Hopperson. Um, their staff is fantastic, and they deserve this win. The kids have bought into what they're selling, and I'm very proud to be associated with Mount St. Joseph University football and Mount St. Joseph University in general. Well, let's give you some scores before we leave the air for this afternoon. Wilmington College defeated Earlham this afternoon 49-20 to in the fourth quarter. The College of Worcester over Bluffton 38-21. to Mount Union defeated North Carolina Wesleyan 58 nothing. Baldwin Wallace in the fourth quarter leading Defiance 7 to nothing. And that are those are the scores for this afternoon so far around the conference that we have available. Blank, Blake, thanks a lot for joining us here this afternoon. We'll see you next Saturday. Thank you, Dave, and thank you for what you're doing for us. We really appreciate it. This is fun. Want to thank uh, Ryan Gosser, the SID at Capital University, for helping us out, along with. Ty Hopperton for the interviews, A.J. Glines for the interviews earlier this week, all of our sponsors, and especially our thanks to you for listening here this afternoon. For Blake Watson, I'm Dave Mitchell, reminding you once again the final score here today. It was Mount St. Joe 38, Capital 21 in Game 1 of the 2017 college football season. Until next Saturday night at 6 o'clock. Have a good night, everybody. You've been listening to an UltimateSportsTalk.com presentation of Mount St. Joseph University football. This game has been brought to you by the Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore on 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Murphy's Promotions. Call 330-464-1970. The Mount St. Joseph University. PNC Bank, located at 5203 Delhi Avenue. The Wishbone Tavern on Delhi. 
Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek, Ohio. Call 330-830-9760. And by JTAP Sports Bar and Grill on 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Join us next time for Mount St. Joseph Lions Sports. This has been an Ultimate Sports Talk Internet Radio Presentation.